The fight may be over. At first, it was announced that the feds would be withdrawing, and the breaking news made it seem like the Department of Homeland Security had given up. They couldn't win this fight against the far left, and they were backing down. At least that's how some news outlets were reporting it, and then I actually started reading what had happened, and it's actually the other way around. The feds are refusing to leave, so the Democrats in Oregon have agreed to their terms to deploy more police to defend the downtown area in the federal courthouse, and the feds are going to stay. How is the, how is the narrative inverted? We, we live. Listen, man, this is the news right now. We live in a fractured reality where the Democrats are trying to claim they won, and Wheeler and the, and the governor are like, we did it. They're going to start withdrawing tomorrow. And the DHS is like, no, we're not. And then there are people literally responding to the, to the acting secretary of the DHS. You got owned. And it's like, the dude runs the DHS. If he says he's not leaving, why would you believe the people who don't run the DHS? <laughs> uh, That's it, because, man. Because they believe the lies. They are anything that fits their narrative. If it's on the news, oh, they're, they're vindicated and it's, justified propagandistic warfare, man. That's what it is. They right cannot there. admit defeat. Yep. And so what ends up happening is I'll, I'll look, I'll, I'll do a series of videos where it's like, you know, Trump was right. Trump has won this fight and they'll do the exact opposite. But I really do believe they're wrong. And the example I often give is like, you know, when I see progressive YouTubers do a video where they're like, Donald Trump's disapproval is higher than ever. And I'm like, it's just one poll. Right. I'll use aggregate polling. I'll try and use multiple polls and I'll even highlight static to be like, what's the best understanding we can come up with based on the current data we have? And even that data is probably wrong. But here we go, man. The governor is saying the feds have agreed to a phased withdrawal and everyone cheers. And then she whispers under her breath, as long as we abide by their terms, <laughs> yeah. they're going to be deploying state police. This is like an upgrade. Wow. It's the so. So actually, when you look at the uh, the demands of the far left, okay. Uh, they want to abolish. They want to defund the police by fifty percent. Not going to actually. They're going to be, be deploying more police. Um, of course. Yeah. They want Ted Wheeler to resign. Nope. He's celebrating. He won. Yeah. They want protesters released from jail. Nope. And they want the feds to leave. Nope. <laughs> None of that's happening. So they're celebrating. For, for nothing. Well, you know what? Oh, but let them celebrate. Let, yeah, exactly. let them think hey, that they won. Like, where's the harm? Because that know, just means they're going to stop. Like, and, we beat them. We got them. It's like, yeah, yeah. Good and job. now that the narrative is becoming, <laughs> uh, the, the narrative is becoming, I guess, that these, you know, Antifa types are actually secretly white supremacists. Oh, that old thing. That's, yeah. that's the narrative. Well, they released the guy's name. Who uh, the the guy who went around smashing windows the AutoZone in Minneapolis? They released his name. I tried looking him up. I'm really good at finding people. I couldn't find this guy. Of course. I guess. Well, I guess they did. They said they couldn't get a response. But I I, I look and one and, person. No, no. But this is good. This is good. Just like with the reporting where they claimed Putin was going after our troops in Afghanistan. I'm right. like, oh oh no, oh oh oh, Antifa is actually white supremacists. You mean those people wearing all black and throwing explosives? Oh man, you better you better arrest them. Kick, kick them out of your protest and don't let them throw explosives anymore. Oh, man, because they're actually white supremacists, right? So yeah. why were they so upset about them getting arrested? Well, well, no, no. Now that they know, oh. now that everyone knows those people in Portland and all black are actually white supremacists. I mean, literally, they are like Antifa are literally white supremacists. Basically, they're just yeah. they're white supremacists with guilty consciences. That's the that's the saying woke supremacists. They're, they're literally white supremacists, though. Like, right. No, when they, when yeah, they talk I, about like that whiteness chart how they think white people like invented everything they mm -hmm. literally are so what although that was that was from the smithsonian of the yeah they're white african-american museum so, so it weird. came from a weird source that, in, well it wasn't in, weird it was it was the actual national history 
of in, African-American history. Maybe internalized white supremacy, I, I guess? I don't know. Well, anyway, the point is, if they're, if they're still going to go out and defend Antifa, even though they know that now they're reporting numerous instances where the far right is actually the ones doing it, what justification do they have to allow them to be at their protests now? So when the, pe- when the peaceful protesters, and I mean the legitimate ones who are just standing around like, you know, singing, they should be kicking these people out. They yeah. still, they, I bet they won't. Now, here's the thing. Look, the governor may have surrendered, but do they, does she have any capacity to negotiate on behalf of the far left? No. So we'll see how this plays out. We got a couple other stories. There's a, a group has uh, apparently, um, should, should we take credit for this one? People, yeah. people have been uh, trying to get different murals painted in streets. Yeah, we we'll definitely take that. A couple different we, organizations. We, we talked about it as soon as that happened. We were well, like, "Well, no, no, no." It was no. It we're was, taking it. It was no, judicial no, no, watch. No, 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 no. Wrong. <laughs> judicial watch. It. Excuse me. Judicial Excuse watch. Excuse me. Judicial watch. Excuse me. So, uh, it's Tom Fit and Judicial Watch. They're the ones who initially filed the lawsuit in D.C. to get their mural painted. These guys were on it. Okay. And since then, we have seen uh, an expansion of people trying to get their own murals painted in various on various city streets. And of course, Bill de Blasio said no. And so this organization wants to paint Blue Lives Matter. This is actually from uh, almost about a week ago. Yeah. But there's a couple stories we wanted to cover in, in, in this front. But then the other, there's, there's, there's still some more. Donald Trump wants to ban TikTok. Yeah. And he also wants to withdraw 12,000 U.S. troops from Germany. Yep. Now, they claim it's kind of about uh they're not paying their bills right well he's been talking look, about look, that man, for a long look, time look look did you see what was in the republican coronavirus bill uh no military spending fbi building tanks guns whatever right mm. makes no sense and so this is funny i tweeted are they preparing for a war or something hmm. and i think a lot of people didn't understand the point i was trying to make except for this this surprise i got a notification joey brzezinski pro skateboarder tweeted i was like i got a response from him like joe brzezinski tweeted at me i was like oh he's a pro skater i know that is and i looked and it was a picture of the american flag and the chinese flag and a thinking face and i'm like this dude got it oh yeah (laughs) this dude knows exactly what i was trying to say (laughs) coin shortage trump wants to ban tiktok right yep because of spying even joe biden saying his staff can't do it right then you've got uh coin shortage which we were talking about and this is way more conspiratorial it was what was it during world war ii they started uh, printing like silver coins or something because they needed the copper, I guess. Yeah. I don't know the full details. Like that. Yeah, yeah. But there was like general conversations right. popping up on social media about like, when do we usually have coin shortages? War. When they're planning for war. When we need yeah, lots of bullets. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And artillery and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Many of you probably did because we certainly did. Coin shortages. And the craziest thing, the weirdest thing today is I went to the, I went to the bank, went to the ATM. And it defaulted a bunch of $10 bills. And I'm talking about a major national like bank. Normally, you can like select, customize your bills. Yeah. I took out some cash and it gave me $10 bills. I was like, wait, what? $10 bills? That's usually what you get in like an ATM in, in, like, in the hood in yeah, Brooklyn. In, you know in what I mean? Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, $10 <laughs> ATM. It's true. So it was kind of weird. And then we're seeing all this stuff and I'm like, You've, we've got all this movement. We've got India and Pakistan. So uh, you, apparently Pakistan and China are preparing a pincer attack on India. Yeah, and India, I, I, I was reading um, an India Times news. I don't know exactly which which it was, but they were talking about they, they, they're they ready, man. Their air force is legit. They, they have a bunch of air forces uh, bases along the, the whole border. They're they're basically saying, come at us, China. We'll we'll we'll, we'll open fire on you. Someone's going to fire a nuke, man. Uh, yeah, man, something's going to happen over there. The so pressure is building for sure. How about we talk about all these stories? We got to start with the most important one. 
the surrender of the Democrats in Oregon. I, I say surrender. I know I'm being a bit silly. It's not like, so, you know, they're like, we surrender, please. No, it's like they're, they're finally like, OK, OK, we'll bring the police back. Wrong. But it is. I mean, they were wrong, wrong, it, wrong. It's a full, it's, they're a, surrendering a full unconditional <laughs> surrender. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go with that. It's arguably unconditional, but it's, it's conditional. They want the feds to leave. Yeah. The yeah. excess feds. Anyway, if you have not already, it is your obligation and duty to smash the like button. That's right. You must smash. And one does not simply smash any like button. You must smash this like button. And subscribe. I don't know. I don't know where I was going. I like that. <laughs> One does not. Uh, also subscribe because we'll be back every Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. But let's, uh, let's jump into the first story. I'm choosing this article from Willamette Week on purpose because Willamette Week is, my understanding, fairly biased. And they're, even they're forced to admit straight up the Oregon State Police will now provide protection for free speech. They caved, man. Hmm. Listen, wow. the demands from these leftists in in portland was to defund the portland police by 50 percent. the response bring them more in the state is sending in police so it's not not only are they not defunding portland police y'all getting more yeah 60 plus nights you know what the democrats realized what ted wheeler the other day said can we negotiate a ceasefire oh yeah that's right we talked about it yeah and and i'm like what under what authority do you have to negotiate for antifa Mm -hmm. like what what, what, yeah ceasefire seriously no 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 what he was actually saying is we could crush these riots at any moment. We're now agreeing to do so. Let us know what you want. And I think the reason was Trump was looking good. Yep. And they didn't think it was going to happen. I think they pulled the police out initially. So, so early on, the Portland police were engaging and, and, deal, and, and you know, arresting rioters. On the 39th night, the Fed sent in extra DHS troops because there were already marshals there. Because of all the bad press about DHS, Portland police stopped. They issued a statement where they were like, we did not engage at all. That wasn't us. We had nothing to do with this. And then that meant Trump was the only one dealing with this. Eric Weinstein, he's the famous IDW guy, said he tweeted he was hearing a lot from liberals that there were two big reasons they were jumping ship and you know potentially voting for Trump. And one was Biden's cognitive Dissidents, <laughs> cognitive dis, uh, decline, uh, decline. <laughs> well, there we go. There we'll, we'll, go. I'm, I was trying to be <laughs> trying to be nice-ish. Decline. So decline. Yeah. But the second was what he called the exper- experiment in non-policing in places like Portland over the riots. Yeah. How the police were backing down. Then you look at Trump's approval rating; it started to go up a little bit, especially with Rasmussen. And then you see opposition to Black Lives Matter starting to go way, way up. And they, the Democrats, knew the Black Lives Matter protests, the peaceful ones were great for them. And that's true. It really does help Democrats. So now, with the police backing down and violent riots riots sweeping across for 60 days, Trump was the only one. Yep. It was only Trump. And guess what? Regular people don't riot, don't protest, and don't sympathize with these people. So all they see is cops being attacked and fighting. And they're like, I don't like this craziness. I just want it to stop. They should all be arrested. You know what's, you know what's scary to me uh, is that a lot of these, a lot of regular Americans don't care about civil liberties. If it came down to it and you were holding up a sign and marching through their neighborhood, they'd probably just want you arrested and kicked out immediately. Well, there's a, a small town in Colorado that 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 exactly that that basically happened. There was maybe 10 Black Lives Matter, you know, protesters. And man, that the whole town came out and there was like the sheriff came with horses. There was like Whoa. six or seven horse horse uh, officers Whoa. and like the whole town you could just see him like get out of our town like 
here's your trash that you dropped. Like, take this with you and get out. And everyone's like, now that that's a real sheriff right there. And it's like, whoa. And there was that in, yeah. in Ohio. I think it was Some, North the, Colorado somewhere. In, in Ohio, like 70 Black Lives Matter protesters showed up to the small town. And like 700 counter protesters came out and they were like, we will crush you. <laughs> get out. Yep. Regular Americans don't 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 want to deal with this. No, they don't. They want to go to work. They want to come home. They want to ask yep. you know talk to their kids, see what their kids are up to, yep. you know, how's school? Let's go play baseball or whatever. These people are isolated in these cities, and they really don't get it. They so let's take take, take a look at this article. Willamette Week says Oregon Governor Kate Brown announced Wednesday morning that following discussions with Vice President Mike Pence, federal agents occupying the Marco Hatfield Federal Courthouse in Portland have agreed to a phased withdrawal. The withdrawal will begin Thursday, July 30th. Brown said the federal agents will also clean up the building's exterior, which is covered in graffiti. Wow. So, so maybe that's the one thing they got. We, we, we will agree to all of your demands so long as your guys clean up the graffiti on your own building. And they're like, okay, great. Send in the police. They mentioned since early July, officers from federal agencies, including uh, DHS, uh, Customs and Border Protection, Specialized Bortech Unit, have dispersed and injured protesters of course is that, is that it protesters huh? huh who congregated around the eight foot black fence that surrounds the courthouse all right I, I gotta stop you know i can't stand this listen the fence wasn't always up the fence was put up at some point in the past couple of weeks so these right. riots have been going on for quite some time their presence in oregon garnered national criticism when oregon public broadcasting reported that federal agents were snatching protesters into unmarked snatching. rental vans how dumb snatching these federal officers have acted as an occupying force, refused accountability, and brought violence and strife to our community, Brown mm -hmm. said in a statement. We have an opportunity that we, we cannot afford to waste. The departure of federal forces represents the beginning of a process that will be as difficult as it is overdue. Oregon State Police will arrive at the building to provide protection for free speech and the security of the exterior of the courthouse with the Federal Protective Service. Well, I hope they're you know, there for the security of the interior of the courthouse also. No, the feds are going to stay. <laughs> oh, inside. Yeah. Okay, okay. You know, there's that joke about, like, <laughs> aliens will come to Earth, and they go up to the dog and say, take us to your leaders. Yeah, yeah. Because they assume we're serving them. Right. Because they're if, leading us. If the Oregon State Police, if, if the feds are there, and the Oregon government goes to the feds and say, we'll deploy police to protect you, Oregon is providing a service to the feds. Oh, I'm sorry. The feds have, have clearly won this one. So here's, here's actually what happened. In response to, to this, Acting Secretary Chad Wolf tweeted, the state of Oregon is finally agreeing to cooperate with our federal forces, exactly what we asked for since the nightly violence broke out two months ago. We're glad Oregon is now correcting their months-long error. Why did they deploy DHS to the courthouse? Because the police weren't doing their job. Boom. And I, 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 got, I feel bad for some of these cops, to be honest. Because their hands were being tied by feckless Democrats who are like, but you're making things worse by arresting these violent thugs. I'm sorry, peaceful protesters. Here, uh, actually, we have uh, a, a, <laughs> oh, peaceful a, protesters. a fan of ours, Vince, sent us an actual picture of, of peaceful oh, protesters. Cool. Look at that. It's actually a bunch of stickers. And thanks, that, Vince. This, this is, this is this great. Is, it's, awesome. it's, uh, it's an image it's, of a peaceful man in a, with a peaceful, peaceful bottle position. full uh -huh. of peaceful kerosene. That's yeah. a peace bottle. A peace bottle. He's, he's stretching. It's, you also light it on fire and, and throw it. Um, and it, it causes fire, but it's peace flames. It looks like he's doing yoga. But, but listen, yeah. listen. Peaceful flames. Yeah. You've got the intention all wrong. You see, what you're supposed to do is when there is someone clearly cold, yeah. you throw it so it lands next to them and you can warm them and they can, you know, it's, ah. it's an instant campfire bottle. There you it's, go. It's an instant campfire in a bottle. Very peaceful. Wow.
Well, here, nice here's, here's what Chad Wolf says. He goes on to say, we will maintain our current augmented federal law enforcement personnel in Portland until we are assured that the Hatfield Federal Courthouse and other federal properties will no longer be attacked and that the seat of justice in Portland will remain secure. DHS will not back down from our legal duty to protect federal law enforcement officers and federal properties in the face of violent criminal behavior. POTUS made clear that this administration is ready and willing to partner with state and local law enforcement to protect every American. And you see that commitment in Portland with his plan. And then this person tweeted, you got smacked down. That's it. Amazing. <laughs> Get out Absolutely of here. amazing. Smacked Some people down. just don't pay attention. That's, that's what You it know is. what really, really uh, kind of scares me about all of this is that I think you know, we've talked about the different factions in the culture war. Okay. It really does feel like mature adults, responsible adults, and whiny children. That's that's what we're seeing. Yeah. So you get these lunatics who come out throwing bottles. I mean, we've we, we 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 talked about those videos of the women screaming like, "You wouldn't do this to a nice young girl from Wisconsin or whatever, young young woman." Yeah. It's dude, you, you or that that uh, the video from New York where the woman's screaming in the cop's face, or oh, effing what? All right, <laughs> right, she's going and pulls her in and then she's screaming. So let me let me explain this. Check, check this out. The other day, Coin, uh, King 5 Seattle said Mayor Durkin says federal agents have demobilized and left Seattle. Seattle mayors confirmed the Department of Homeland Security Border Patrol Tactical Unit is no longer in Seattle. And it's funny because just the other night she had given an interview to CNN where she said Trump was doing a dry run for martial law. And like while she's saying it, Trump's like, all right, get all the troops out. You know, you know why they sent the law, the, the DHS into Seattle? They, because they finally broke into the courthouse, right? No, in Seattle. Oh, oh, Seattle. No, no. What, there, what's up there, with that? There were reports of potential violent riots on Saturday. Oh, okay. So before Saturday, they were like, okay, we're going to send in some extra uh, law enforcement into the courthouses and into our federal buildings. And then if the riots get out of hand, we'll have the extra support. The weekend passed. The riots were, you know, they were kind of bad and the police handled some of them. They didn't go to the courthouse. So then Trump said, okay. Or probably not even Trump. It was probably Chad Wolf was like, all right, guess we didn't need him. Bring yep. him back. And so it's that simple. You see, a sane, rational adult who's following the news goes, huh, that's it. Ah, uh, makes sense. Okay, uh. logic. Yeah, yeah, sure. What, but if you, read, if you watch the news, if you watch the Bill Barr hearing, what do you get? They're just uh, screaming Emotions at versus logic. Exactly. Yep. But it's, it's I mean, what, what, what is the root of this? Immaturity. Yeah, maybe. Inability to calmly and rationally deduce what is actually going on. True. So if I told you, Oh, hey, there's going to be um, there, there's there's fears there's going to be a massive riot Saturday in Seattle. So they decided to send an extra law enforcement just to stay inside the federal courthouse. The response is, huh. that's <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it makes there's sense. There's no there's no it's like, OK, they're and it's preempted, you know, interesting just in case. But you know, the conversation they're having is Donald Trump is deploying his secret police into all of our cities to storm snatch troopers. people off the streets. Yeah. His stormtroopers coming. Then, I know. I know you saw this, but I don't know if everyone that's watching saw it. But in, in, so the NYPD did this now too. They pulled up in a in a oh minivan and they they snatched someone up. So it turns out th this person was destroying cameras, so they were looking for this one specific person with a warrant. With a warrant, and <laughs> showed they up. That person. Oh, they, they already released, they released, released them. them yeah. So, so they they snatched this person up, and all I can see, all I can say, was like, I wonder how long it's going to take for them to blame Trump. It's already got ten million views. That video. Yep. Of course. In the video, a van pulls up to a march, 
They grab this, tra- it's a trans femme. A, a lot of news outlets have said she, her, and, and woman. Okay. But the activists literally said trans femme. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to assume any pronouns. I'm going to use exactly what the activists refer to this individual as. Okay. And then as they snatch, uh, uh, jump out and, and grab, it's the warrant squad, NYPD's warrant squad, using an unmarked van. And immediately, NYPD bike police form a barrier around the van yep. in uniform with, with bright yellow vests, reflective vests. <laughs> standing there holding people back and they're like who's kidnapping our friend like <laughs> I, I wonder who could it be Man, i wonder if that uh, the-, the big huge police written across those reflective vests it's know. not <laughs> enough we're a clue into Dude, that if, no <laughs> if it wasn't enough in portland to say these are police arresting you then i don't, I don't know to tell you now look man there's there, there's a good argument against the abuse and overuse of plain clothes and unmarked vehicles I'm not a big fan. I'm not either. But to act like it's new and shocking is a lie. Definitely. No-knock raids, bad. Definitely bad. No-knock raids from plainclothes cops? Even worse. Really bad. bad. And when a plainclothes cop executes a no-knock warrant and then the homeowner defends himself and they arrest the homeowner, the worst you could possibly get. Yep. Absolutely agree. No way. And there's a bunch of stories like this. Yep. Where like the cops will just three in the morning kick your door in. You look out. You look down the stairs, and there's a bunch of dudes in, G- in t-shirts and jeans, and you're like, I'm being I'm, robbed. I'm being invaded. Right. Yeah, they're attacking my home, and they don't identify themselves, and they do this, and that's why we have a lot of these stories, like Brianna Taylor, or or Duncan Lent. Yeah. Depending on which you know political faction you'll you know, I guess the Boogaloo boys talk about all of them because they don't care if the, if the yeah. government is killing people, they're killing people. Right. But that's 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 the gist of it. Okay, if the police have unmarked vehicles, they've always had unmarked vehicles, probably as long as vehicles have existed, to be honest. Good point. Like, I have to imagine when the first car was invented, police weren't like, I know, let's put our name big, big and bold and sirens on top of this thing. <laughs> did, I mean, unless maybe they like, could you imagine horses? Like when they had horses, did they write police on the horse? I don't know. No, but they would have wear a badge. But I, I don't think they wore uniforms back then. Maybe they did. I don't know. I don't know the history of policing, to be honest. But I'd imagine that, you know, look. It's part of the narrative that the activists are pushing because it's all propaganda. They'll show you a small clip and say they're kidnapping people. And then all of a sudden, every leftist pundit will just be like, I agree. And I'm like, where did common sense go? This, it's, the most, it's the most annoying thing to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's not gone. I'll tell you that. It was never here. No, no, no. You have common sense. I have common sense. I'm talking about Lydia them. has common sense. Yeah, I have a little... Right. Okay. So the few people out there that that we talk about a lot on the show seem to have a lack of common sense. 10 million views on this video. Dude. But it's not all. I watched it. That's true. You know, we watched it. It's it's everyone who's being aware of the situation are watching it, too. NPCs, man. A lot of them are. The meme is real. The meme is real. I I believe that. You, You turn on the TV and you have NPCs reporting news to NPCs. And how do you break that? You, it's like you can't do it. Yeah, you, you have emotionally reactive, fervent, zealous, angry people who don't care. I don't understand how you communicate with these people, right? How do you get to them? Because I'm, I'm a fairly good uh, communicator. I did nonprofit fundraising. Yeah. But when you have someone who is just blinded with rage, like their eyes are glowing and they're just like, <laughs> and they have like, you know, foaming at the mouth. How does how do even their own faction communicate with them? Because they even fight each other. It's like a chaotic, destructive force. They've set their eyes on something they want to be mad about, and they romp about angry. Maybe that's it. Maybe they're mad at. Maybe maybe it's just misdirected anger. That's all it is. Yep, I agree. 
each and every one of these people was sitting at home and they were like eating uh, an ice cream and then like the ice cream fell off the cone and landed on the floor. Ah! And they march on the street screaming and they take it out on the police. That's the best I can think of. Yeah, I mean, this is the problem, though. There's never one answer to anything. You know, a lot of these these people on the left, they like to blame one thing for all the problems you know, and that that a lot of people do this. They're like, this is the one thing that is messing up everything instead of looking at everything as a whole. And that's the problem. We, we Everyone needs to take a step back and just look at as, you know, the whole picture. And a lot of people are losing that that ability. They're so focused on this one thing. And then that one thing pisses them off. So they can't even get, you know, past that. Everything is about that one thing. And if you disagree about that one thing, you're you're the enemy and you're evil, period. No, no well, questions, no I'll, talking. I'll tell you what, I think school is a big part of the problem. Definitely. Absolutely. So, so not to like, in my mind, I'm thinking of a bunch of things. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I'm thinking one of the problems these, these people have is they're, they're linear thinkers. They can only focus on one thing at a time. Yep. I remember there was a, uh, during Occupy Wall Street, everybody's sitting around talking about what the demands should be. And some person, you know, one person was like, it's Wall Street. They're the problem. Everyone argued. Then finally, some old dude just snapped and stood up and said, what is wrong with you people? Why can't you understand? The one problem is fracking. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and that's because fracking. they're linear. It's, it's, a, it's a linear and, and, you know, myopic thought process. They see one thing, like you were saying, yep. and that's the only thing they can see. And there's no subtlety, there's no nuance, there's no, uh, there's no conversation. It's just, I know the only problem is this. Yep. And then you're like, man. And then they go, they go to the crusades on, against everyone for that one thing. And that's yep. all they want to talk about. That's all that, it doesn't matter what other things you bring in, any other logical conversations that relate to it. No, 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 that doesn't matter because this one thing. That's all that easy. matters. And this is why I was talking about schools. It's like, I think in kindergarten, the most important thing we can teach kids, chess. Okay. Make, Interesting. Make them, you played chess as a kid? I did. Me too. I, well, I, I started, I was being taught chess before I was a, when I was like a mindless, non-English speaking baby. Little cretin. My, nice. My mom and, uh, you know, her friends were showing me the chess pieces and explaining it while I was going, <laughs> Nice. And so as long as I can remember. That makes a I, lot of sense though. Yeah, and then the way and your then, brain works, and then Magic: The Gathering. So then, when I was like seven, for those that aren't familiar with Magic, it's a strategy card game. It's it's, it's uh, we we call it like what chess and poker combined. Yeah, it's okay. a turn based strategy game, but it's got instead of how many pieces are in chess? I don't know. I, I, Eleven or something. I don't know. Yeah, I have no like idea. That. Thirteen, twelve. Uh, Magic 14. has twenty thousand cards. It's become ridiculously <laughs> complicated. It's the most complicated game. Way more so, than twenty thousand. Yeah, way more. So when, when I was younger, I started playing, you know, Magic and, and Pokemon and other, you know, card games. But it was all about strategy. So when you're looking at your opponent and you're playing these strategy games, you don't know the cards they're holding. And you have to try and calculate the likelihood of certain cards they might have to use against you. So your one problem in this battle against your opponent, there's no one problem. You're, they're holding seven cards and you're like, any one of those seven cards could be one of seven, you know, seven I know they have that could end this game for me. Whereas you get these kids who grow up not doing any complex thought or critical thinking and honestly snowplow parents clearing everything out in front of them. And then what happens? They grow up and they're sitting in their apartment and they're like, I'm unhappy. I don't know why. I'm just angry. And then along comes someone who goes, howdy, friend. 
I see that you're angry. How would you like an easy fix? I can just give you something to be angry about. Hey, that sounds great. How about this? Cause. And they're like, that's the one thing I'll choose to be angry about. All I can think is John Cleese. Exactly. <laughs> is John that Cleese. The John, so I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, John Cleese, very famous. I, I, I think it was a Monty Python sketch. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it's Where from. he's like, if you're uh, generally, like, I don't, I don't know the whole line. but he's If you like, want to be angry at something, just join a cause. You can be on the far left. And then there's all these people that you get to blame for everything. The corporations, the government, you know. And, of course, moderates. Yeah, and then he's like, and if you want to be on the extreme right, then you can talk about immigration. You can talk about, you know, Labor Party. And, of course, moderates. <laughs> it's funny. Like, they're always mad at moderates. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that it's it's amazing how that skit really does circle back to today perfectly oh yeah it's it's it hits the nail on the head but anyway to to, to the, the broader point you know I, I look at people who can't actually fathom that there are multiple layers to their problems and so all they here's what you get you get people who march in the street who scream capitalism is the problem or white supremacy and they can't actually define any of it properly that's true then you'll see a bunch of people democratic politicians who go hmm well, you can't reason with them, but you can make money off them. Hmm. I'll tell them, I agree. Capitalism is bad. Vote for me. And then I get paid. We were, they had this uh, big tech hearing on, on um, uh, monopolies earlier today. And a lot of people are really disappointed in basically everybody. Of course. Yeah. All, 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 the, all the politicians are just, you know, they're <sighs> unable to actually do anything. And I, I look at it and I'm like, what, what I was saying before the show, we were talking about it, and I was like, I think that people who get into politics are the people who aren't skilled enough to actually make it on their own in a meritocracy, but they are, will, they are smart enough to be a puppet for certain industries. So if they need the money to get elected, they can, yeah, sure, I'll adopt whatever cause you want me to adopt. And this is Democrats and Republicans alike. It's like, what's that? Pro-life and pro-gun? Sure, I'll say whatever you want me to say. Hire me, and then I'll get paid. Whereas you, you wonder why it is that the talented, intelligent people who know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, won't do it. Well, it's because they're going to go start a business and make tons of money. Yeah. Who wants like, who would who would want to go work in politics? It's extremely expensive, very difficult to win. It is brutal. Everyone hates each other, and you don't even get paid that much. The amount of effort you got to put in to get into office, you end up with people like AOC. Well, why are they all so rich then? Well, o- old money. So, so we got a, a lot bunch. of them. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, so we got a bunch of old money people controlling everything. I Sounds don't like right. that. I don't like that. I, I don't. I don't. I think we need a, a a big, huge boost of a younger generation in politics. Yes. Period. There have been moments of upheaval in, in in Congress where like all the incumbents get booted out. Really? Yeah. How many times does that happen? I don't know. I don't think that many, only a couple. Wow. There was one, I think, there was a chart I was looking at of like Democrat versus Republican overlap. Okay. And they used to overlap quite a bit. Now they're extremely far apart. But in the chart, you could see weird gaps. And then they pointed out, it was like the New York Times, I think, saying like, at this point, the overwhelming majority of incumbents were voted out. Wow. It was like the American people revolting and saying, everybody, that's the best thing about our government is that it there can actually be a revolution in the sense that Every single politician in office can be removed within a couple of years, two to four years or six. Let's do it. Let's yeah, get, man, get rid of them all. But but it's not necessarily that simple, right? Uh, and nothing is. I, I fully I, agree with you. I think the issue is not so much incumbents. I think it's nobody, not enough people care. 
That's also another problem. So you end up... Add, add one more problem to the list of what is wrong with the society we live in. Yeah, but look at, um, you know, Mackenzie Bezos. Okay. She just dumped $1.7 billion into social justice organizations, like full-on intersectionalism, because she cares. And I'm sitting here like, man, there's, there's, how do you, how do you com- compete with that level of cult power? Almost $2 billion being dumped into the cult. Well, I mean, uh, there there was a, a a large chunk of that that went to minority schooling, and that I I have no problem with. I mean, there's there's, yeah, I don't know where all the money's going, but I, I did see that there is a large chunk that's going to minority communities, and I I'm okay with that. Like, it there's seems, nothing wrong with that. I got look, I I have concerns about the power of billionaires to influence everything around us, that's a good especially point. when they're all pushing the same thing, like open borders, yeah, and you know things like that, and intersectionalism. Because intersectionalism is reactionary, and it wants to revert this country back to an identitarian rule of law. We got rid of all that stuff. We used to have laws based on race, and we're like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. Why? Because, well, we got a bunch of immigrants who live here. Now that money is going to go towards that kind of ideology and spreading it, even probably with many of those schools. So, like, how how do you compete against that when most people don't care and just sit back? I guess then that's just how the change happens. We got to fix our schools. That's something that I've I've been very very firm about for over long time actually since I was younger since I was in school and I was like why are we learning this what what is this what is this this isn't important I mean I think I've had a conversation about that with almost everybody that I went to school with and you think about what we're learning what they're teaching we see these teachers are teaching how racism exists it's like why aren't we teaching that racism is a past tense thing like we gotta like we gotta teach to the future not teach Bro. to the past. Because the teachers are in the cult. I know, exactly. They're That's teaching, another thing that we got to do. Another, Add another problem to the list. They're, they're teaching the 1619 Project. Yeah, that's messed and up. And the woman who wrote it just admitted it's not even a work of history. It's wow. a, it's Yeah, she said it was a narrative memory or something, some weird... She's yeah. like, it was never meant to actually be historical. It's just an origin story. It's like... Yeah, right. What? You, what does that even mean? You knew exactly what you were doing when you set that in motion. The New York Times, you can see the moment they gave up and decided to just become BuzzFeed with a thin veneer of academia. Right. And so they're like, hey, if it, if it offends people and it'll get us clicks, go for it. CNN does the same thing. I mean, come on. CNN brought on Jeff Zucker. He's literally NBC's reality TV guy. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I got an idea. Let's turn the news into reality TV. Yeah. And CNN was like, great, if it makes money. All of these people in all of these institutions are basically saying, we're going to watch the whole thing burn to the ground and extract as much as we can while it happens. And that's what I'm seeing now as they pump out more money in stimulus, more money. And I tell you what, I see these memes, right? There's a meme going around where it's like, if you're upset that your neighbor is getting $600 a week from unemployment, you should really be mad at the employers, your, your employer for not paying you more money. And I'm like, if the government guarantees 100% of your wages plus $600, there's literally no circumstance in which any business could compete with that because no matter how much you pay, they'll get $600 more. Yeah. Now, there is an unemployment cap, I think, but they said 100%. I don't know exactly how, how it works. The point is, man, they're printing out money. They're watching the whole thing burn to the ground, and they don't care. They don't nope. because they're super rich. That's it. When they talk about abolishing the police, they don't care. They can yeah, hire a security can, exactly, team. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So you see people like Mackenzie Bezos, who's dumping all this money into all of these these programs and everything, some of which apparently are in favor of abolishing and defunding the police. That woman is going to want, she'll, she'll, she will never want for anything again. 
She could hire 10 times the private security. In fact, you know what the craziest thing is? Hmm. If you're rich enough, you can hire security who literally breaks the law for you. So like I've seen videos where people have international private security. They'll punch a cop in the face. No, straight up. Wow. There was, I can't remember which video I was watching where the cops were like trying to move through and the private security shoved the cops. Mm-hmm. Nope. They get paid way too much. They're like, I get paid mid six figures to do the security job and I got the best lawyers in the world. You ain't stopping me. You're a beat cop making $27,000 a year. So you get someone with $60 billion in hard assets, mind you, who can convert that. They're going to have 10 layers of security guards and you're not going to be able to do anything against that. You defund the police, no one's going to be able to, to, to come and arrest them for anything. Sounds corrupt. Yikes. Yeah, man. This is what I feel like as of late. There's a lot of elites that know that everything's crumbling. You know, they're, they don't care. They don't. No, like, they're already set up. Yeah, definitely. And what have, what have we seen? Metals have been spiking. People are buying up silver and gold like crazy. Yep. They're buying up properties in the middle of nowhere, Montana, Idaho, Iowa, houses under 400K. There's, there's, there's articles popping up all over the place warning the dollar collapse is imminent. Whether or not that actually is, I don't know. Yeah. And talk of war, coin shortages. And I look at what the, what the politicians are doing and I'm like, I'm pretty sure when all of these people with pitchforks and torches start screaming, print more money and just give it to me, the politicians are like, well, it's burning down, whatever. I'm not going to do what needs to be. I'm not going to do what needs to be done. I'm just going to do whatever I feel like just because it's the end. A small sliver of them are saying that. Yeah, sure. Politicians? No, no, no. The the people that scream, print more money, give it to me. It's not a small percentage, dude. It's 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 massive. How, what's the what's the percentage? When you have every single progressive activist and okay. all of their followers, I mean, we're talking about probably all of the Democratic voters saying, print more money. They're, 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 what we're saying with print more money is, I want $600 a week plus 100% unemployment. They're saying things like cancel rent, you know, uh, forgive loans. They're saying things like uh, pay off all student debt, which is trillions of dollars. They already printed, what, six to eight trillion or something? Yeah, most of the people on the left are saying just print, print, print. And there's a meme now, money printer go burr, because they're just cranking out money. You know what that leads to? Venezuela. Yes. Yep. Yep. Man, I was in Venezuela. Let me tell you guys. We had stacks of cash in big black garbage bags. And you would want to buy like a slice of pizza, if you could even find, well, an arepa. There you go. It's like avocado and chicken. It's really delicious, actually. And you hand a big old stack of cash, big, massive stack. They shovel it into piles. That's how worthless it is. Yep. And that's what happens when they just just mass print money. So I'm I'm concerned about what's going to happen, but I'll tell you what. Well, the, the great meme lord, Elon Musk, he stated just the other day that the left is losing the middle. Yep. And he's right. And I, I, I can't, these polls, man, I don't, I can't believe it anymore. Nah, I don't either. I, I never did believe them. I, I, I just use my gut. I have strong instincts and I, I, most Americans are seeing this and they're like, this is insanity. This doesn't yeah. make any sense. But what happens if they cheat election? But, 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 I, I, meh. I'm not, I don't even, I'm not even going to do that because I just told you that's, I don't believe that. That isn't the case. That they're going to cheat an election. Oh, they're, I mean, they'll try. I mean, right. but I don't think, uh, I don't think they're going to succeed. Too many people want Trump to win. Too many people think that he's like the, the, the answer to counter all of this because he's going after them all. I it's, guess, the, I guess the, the thing is, are the pollsters and everything, I, I do believe I, at this point, I really do think they're lying. I think they're calling each other. 
But the weird hey, who do you th- who are you voting for? Well, I'm voting for Biden. Well, who are you voting for? I'm voting for Biden too. All right, the polls complete. No one else. We need to ask. Boom, Biden's in the win. It's like well, I think <laughs> no. I, I think their methodologies are completely broken beyond what the, what they even recognize. Yep. And I think it's because they they've you know the internet world is a, is a new thing. I mean, look, Obama was the first president to use Facebook for campaigning. Interesting. That was one president ago. One. So people don't realize that social media's influence and cell phone technology's influence is literally only with Donald Trump. Well, that's why he's pushing the FCC to to reform 230. Yep. Yeah. So uh, when did when did touch cell phones start to become ubiquitous? Ubiquitous 2007. I don't know. I'm not sure. When we started getting phones that could actually browse the Internet. I remember, man, back in like 06, I'm skateboarding and I had a candy bar phone with with garbage mobile Internet. You could barely do anything with. Yeah. Then the iPhone came out, and it was extremely low resolution, but it had browsers. Then Obama was president for two terms, and throughout that, cell phones rapidly evolved. Donald Trump becomes president at a time when the internet had become substantially more influential. True. This is like, we're still in the Model T era of internet's influence. That's a good, that's very right. You're, you're absolutely right. We are still babies in the, the, someone, I don't remember who said this, but it is, it is essentially, well, you said the Model T, but it's like the original telephone, you know, when we are first able to actually yeah. communicate far distances, like that was amazing for the human race, like what we were able to do. And we skyrocketed. Look at look at the, you know, the technological advances we've made. So now the Internet is te- the telephone 2.0 for the human race. So we're, we're really not even... We don't even know that what it's doing to our brains, you know, being able to definitely be this, breaking them, we're changing them, not breaking them. We're we're, we're it's ch- we're changing. We we are evolving, you know, very quickly. I mean, when you're getting when, used to the Internet, you know, it's becoming very second nature to just be like, well, let me just look it up. Google it. Oh, I hate that term. But it's like it's become so, you know, second nature for people to just say that, you know. Oh, yeah, just Google it. And, you know, you whatever you don't even need to use google but now it becomes this thing well i could just look up anything i was looking thinking about right now i can check it out and look it up and and boom now i'm suddenly that much more enlightened there's a couple of really important things that i'm trying to find real quick that break down when the big shift in the internet occurred and there was a scientist who rejected he, he refused to do an interview with the new york times why can i find this where is it at and the reason he said is that they've be, it's, it's basically the whole point about how they've become BuzzFeed. They decided they, they, they got rid of actual objective journalism. Yeah. I can't seem to find it on my timeline. I don't know how long ago it was. It oh, wasn't, wasn't that long ago. It's hard searching through. I know, man. It's, <laughs> searching Twitter. it's oh, not even hello. popping up. Oh, oh well. that was annoying. Well, I do have this one tweet right here. And uh, Zach Goldberg tweeted this. The New York Times, white people percentage and racism percentage. And you can see how they track. Wow. Yeah. So this is this. Well, 2012. So here's what I said. Facebook incentivized shock content like police brutality videos. Blogs started to take notice at what worked better and ran with shock content and hmm. justice videos. The more keywords stuffed into a post, the farther it would reach. The New York Times took notice and adapted accordingly. So this is what I think the Internet has done. It's hyperpolarized everybody. Yep. Now you've got people who are enraged. There's, there's the rage tribe. And that's the left. They are just, their, their, their identity is anger. Yep. It's crazy when somebody will tweet at me something like all these nasty things about me. And I try to respond, respond politely or in an engaging way. And the only reaction they can have is spewing, vi- like, you know, acid 
at me. Yep. So there was uh, a viral post we talked about the other day at the Bill Barr hearings where this one congresswoman was like, Bill Barr, how did you not know about these men with guns, you know, showing up with Confederate flags? I responded to this female journalist. I said, but they were on state property, right? Weren't they? That's all I asked. And her response was, debate me, you coward. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Why? 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 Disproportionate. Yeah, I'm, I was confused. Why are you insulting me? And why are you asking me to debate? I don't, I've never debated anybody. I've done like discussions. I'm not, I don't consider myself to be a great debater at all. I wouldn't do it. And then all of a sudden, everyone responded with insults, name calling, just psychotic behavior. The same thing happens whenever I tweet at David Pakman or Kyle Kalinske. And that's why I'm like, I'm not even going to do it. Kyle Kalinske will tweet something and I'll tweet something that's like in furtherance of the conversation. And I'll get a thousand tweets of just swears, cusses, slurs. And I'm like, that's what the internet, that, that's, that's, that's how I see the left, to be honest. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Like they, they've polarized everybody who is saturated in the internet. So you're, you're either one side or the other side. Now they've, they've really like split us. And this is what I don't think they're, they're taking into consideration. Not everybody's on the internet. Most of Americans were alive and prospering before the internet became such a massive thing that we're now discovering. It's like, this is a new generation that we're seeing. That's why all the people that are out there, you know, throwing bombs and, and, complaining are a younger group like it seems like they're all in their mid-20s you know coming out of college maybe yeah. early 30s i don't know but it's like they were raised on the internet and they were that exact graph shows that they were affected by that you know so they're polarized of course they're so angry but most people are not most people are like what are they doing they're crazy they're use your brains rasmussen actually i uh, published something recently because donald trump tweeted about Twitter's bias and all that. Okay. Rasmussen replied by showing that in a poll they did, the 18 to like 35 or whatever is uh, very likely to be influenced by social media in terms of politics or somewhat. And all other demographics were like, not really that much. That's exactly what I would have guessed. Right. Yeah, That's exactly. Saying, yeah. So, well, here's the danger. This is, I think, why big tech wants to skew everything as hard to the far left as possible. Mm -hmm. Because what's going to happen is, as I've long explained, I just took the eight values test. We, uh, you know, it's, it's a political alignment test. And guess what? Tim Pool is a liberal. That's huh. what it said. Weird. Centrist liberalism. That's what I've long classic, said. Classic liberal. Not though. classic liberal. No? No. New age liberalism. Liberal. Not, not neoliberal. Lib general liberalism. Not okay. far leftist. Classical Explain that then. Explain so that. So what, what does that mean? Classical liberalism is more towards the free market than I am. I'm more mixed economy. Okay. So this is the, like what liberals were 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, classical liberal is a reference to like John Locke and like old school. So classical liberal would refer to like a center right position, libertarian position. Okay. Social liberal is center left, which is probably closer to where I am, but general liberalism. So, I mean, our, our country is, is a liberal country, you know, right? Isn't it based on In on the true sense of the word. Yeah. The true, not the colloquial sense of the word. Okay. Well, but anyway, it's it seemed to, to be changing quite often. Now, now it's just the crazy left or the liberals like lib, is, libtards. But this is like, the point. Come on. If the if when the far left says they're centrists and they've been saying it over and over again, it's absolutely not true. It's an attempt to shift the whole wheel so that someone like me, who's actually center left, will become right wing and they'll become center. 
That's how I've long described it. You know, Tucker okay. Carlson did a, did a, a debate with Jen Kuger of the Young Turks, and they agreed on a whole bunch of things about economic policy. Hmm. But they will call him far right. In what sense is he far right? Yeah, someone called me far right yesterday, and I was like, "Wait, where? What? What? Someone on Twitter?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Like, do you even do you watch a show? Do Dude. you realize that I'm I'm pretty centered? You know, I saw a uh, a, a truck with a massive "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Yeah, gas it, it was massive. Yeah, yeah the Gazden flag. It was it was cool to see. It's a symbol of Side liberty note, and freedom. Just, just wanted to throw that in the air. But this it, is this, cool this, this is what I've long said. If you're someone who is has traditionally been liberal. If you agreed with Bernie Sanders in 2015, you are far right. No joke. Bernie Sanders said no to open borders several times, no to free trade several times. They, the, the World Socialist website called Bernie Sanders a nationalist capitalist. That's right. And they were right. They were. Bernie Sanders believed in a, a welfare state, but in a capitalist market to sustain it. And he believed in protecting our borders, ending free trade deals, and and slowing immigration i liked him in 2016 and they called him a national capitalist wow and then but once it got in 2016 he started to adopt more of these weird intersectional establishment policy ideas open borders for instance you know what i think happened bernie sanders said in 2015 open borders is a Koch brothers proposal it's a far right proposal then donald trump won on the republican side and the never trumpers those people bernie sanders were criticizing jumped over to the democrats and said we're with you and so all of a sudden, the Democrats started adopting that establishment politic. So you know what I think? The, Democratic to, the Democrats today are a weird mixture of Republican establishment refugees and Democratic establishment. Refugees. Right. Also, well, they're, be, they're being attacked by the far left. Because there's a lot of Democrats that, I mean, I, I considered myself a Democrat for a long time. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing pol- politically, yeah. you know, so... But I know a lot of people that I'm talking to now that I'm they're coming to me and like actual friends of mine. They're like, well, what's up? Why, why don't you explain yourself to me? What about this? What about this? What about this? Because I'm a Democrat and I don't understand why this, 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 this and this. And I'll straight up talk through all of them. And they're like, wow, I agree with you yep. on all of those things. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's once you know the truth, once you see what's actually going on, it's, it's fairly straightforward. I was talking to Crowder. Yeah. And I said, look, man, I've always, and this was, this was months ago. I can't remember exactly when it was for okay. the, Stephen Crowder, if I was not familiar, uh, he's a conservative comedian. And I was saying things like, I've always considered myself like a left leaning independent and I favor Democrats on a lot of issues. Never, never really paid attention much to what the Republicans are all about. Never really agreed with them. And then he asked me about pro-life and pro-choice. And I said, right, this has become a real problem for me because I grew up Catholic on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. And then my family around the time I was like 11 or 12 just totally uh, like got away from the church and became more agnostic than anything. But still, regular Americans, at least as far as my family was concerned on the south side, being Chicago Democrats, thought that being pro-choice meant, what is it, like safe, legal, but rare. Like yeah. abortion should not be something you celebrate. and Or, or something that you, you use as like a prophylactic yeah exactly it's like like oops got pregnant better go to the doctor yeah again. yeah like that that's gross you know it's it's like a last resort as it as like how you just described it it was supposed know? to be in extreme circumstances that's what it was like growing up in chicago which is blue and you know you know what they tell they tell me today well chicago has always been de- conservative democrat that you're admitting it and i'm like dude chicago was one of the democrat strongholds period that will never change I mean, maybe it'll change because of Trump. I think it's I, I think it's changing, man. I, I definitely think so. 
Well, so, so here was the problem that I brought up. I'm talking to Crowder about it. And I'm like, look, man, I'm pro-choice for sure. But I definitely agree with Tulsi Gabbard, who she said there should be limits up to the third trimester. Yeah. And there's got to be some kind of, you know, line that we can compromise on. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I was like, I like Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, Now too. She, she's out. And what's the position? What, what, what did Michelle Wolf say? Post, I don't even know. What, it's not, it's, it's no longer pro- it's gross now. It's no longer pro-choice. It's pro-abortion. Yeah, basically. And Crowder was like, the Republican side right now is negotiating certain exemptions. That's way better than just them being like, go for it, right? And I'm like, I guess, yeah. So the, the, what's happening is the far left has moved so far left that my, the closest thing I could consider is someone who's to the right of me because the far left is gone. Yep, can't even see him anymore. Exactly. It's like you got to climb up really, really high and look, is that them over there? They're falling off the cliff. That's where we're at. Of course, they say the opposite, but I'll tell you what, man. I read the news all day, every day. If they're claiming right now they won in Portland when they're agreeing to the terms of the DHS and the DHS is saying, we're not going to leave. We got, they you, live. you got schooled or what was the, what did he say to him? Something like that, whatever. You got, you got, got. <laughs> no, they, they, we won. What are they you talking live about? in a delusional, you know, fake reality. They do, clearly. Where they have these we, Democratic politicians saying, we won everyone. And they're like, yay. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, but they didn't. You know, they still can't accept that Trump won. They've been screaming nonstop about it Since for 2016. years. He, surprise, he's the president. When are you going <laughs> to get that in your head? It's the weirdest thing to me that there was a meme that said Trump is your president because people were saying not my president. So the right responded with, yes, he is. And I'm like, why is it so hard to say Trump's your president? I was like, I didn't vote for him. I you, wasn't a fan of him. Yeah, you can say you he's don't my like president. him. He's still the president. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Well, he still got there. He's, Look, he still is there. I want to show this this thread right here Goodness. from Aram Sabeti. He is a gentleman inventor, founder and former CEO, and he has his Twitter thread. This is the one I was looking for. He says, sorry, New York Times, I declined to be interviewed. The harassment of Barry Weiss and Scott Alexander are only two of the more recent reasons I no longer trust your paper. Helping elect Donald Trump is another. I encourage others in tech to boycott the New York Times. I don't know what he means by helping elect Donald Trump, but he received this message saying, I'm a columnist at New York Times. I found your experiments with GPT-3. Very interesting. I'm writing. You know, are you free to chat? Blah, blah, blah. Best. He then says, the data makes it plain that the New York Times has abandoned its commitment to nonpartisan reporting. When the Internet threatened their business, they made a devil's bargain to amplify outrage and us versus them psychology. Racism wasn't a new problem in 2014, but their stock being down was. Take a wow. look at this, these graphs. <laughs> Zing. I wish we can, we can zoom in on that. Can't so, right? So, yeah, it's going to be hard enough to see for everybody, but I can explain it. The first little box says from 1970 to 2018, instances of the wor- uh, its word frequency. Sexism bounces around, and then in tw- around 2010, it skyrockets straight up. Misogyny, straight up. Sexist, straight up. Patriarchy, mansplaining, toxic masculinity, male privilege, feminism, women, women empowerment. These words, they're so obvious. Racism, racist, racists. Uh, institutional racism, systemic racism, whiteness, white privilege, all of these words, they hockey stick around the exact same time. Wow. 2010, When they made a devil's bargain. Yeah. Racism wasn't a new problem, but their stock being down yep. was. Talk about a zinger. Boom. Look at this, man. And I've seen this stuff before. This is when the New York Times realized they weren't going to be able to compete with the likes of BuzzFeed, Vox, the Huffington Post. The Huffington Post was getting big because people loved going in the comments and yelling at each other. So all of these companies made a devil's bargain. We are going to sell out. We're going to make content specifically to make you hate everyone else. 
and encourage you to fight each other in the comments and just inflame tensions because we want to extract as much as we can from the system before it blows up. And just sit behind and just watch you two battle while we make all the money. It reminds me of a kind of digital fracking, you know? Yep, it's the it's the housing bubble popping in 2008. Well, this is the the media bubble. It's popping. And, and what it's about to pop. You definitely. It's been it's been tumbling quite a bit. Like yep. no matter what they do, they're being strained and it's collapsing. Yep. So what do they do? Because they've all basically decided, well, let's just be evil. Right? We'll be, we'll be <laughs> yeah. evil. Hey, why not? Let's be open about it too. They're they're not even holding back anymore. They start Seriously. running fake stories about people like me. And they start going after other, uh, you know, pundits and personalities on, on on social media, their direct competition, and banning them, getting, yes. getting them banned. Yep. Who and wrote it, to? Uh, someone wrote. Was it CNN who wrote to someone like you should you should uh, ban them because they're our competition? We talked about it like a month ago. I don't remember. Oh yeah, the Federalist. Yeah, the Federalist. They didn't say because they're our competition. Right. They were like, I know, but come on, and, and, <laughs> come on. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. it happened. And uh, I, I I believe to this day, could be wrong. That you cannot Google search my YouTube channel. Wow, really? Yeah. So if you go to Google, it they may it may it may have changed. It may have changed. It's the show. It's our our show now. You can probably find yes, and it probably helped you out. Yep. So for the longest time, because of this fake news, if you tried in, if you tried to YouTube search YouTube Tim Pool's YouTube or Tim Pool YouTube, it will it won't show you my channel. Yeah, it's so, only IRL. Only you did so it. You just yeah, checked it. Yeah, I just checked it. Only I only because IRL. this is a new and your channel. Twitter. Yeah. So what happened is mm-hmm. fake news wrote fake things about me. Of course. And, and it's really funny because I worked for Vice. I worked for ABC News. Uh, within the span of three weeks, Vice News wrote that I was an online lefty and a right winger. <laughs> Both? Be, be, yes. Yep. <laughs> I had, uh, I've, I've, had, I've had the Today Show air overt lies they made up entirely. Wow. The Today Show. Because we're the competition for them. Yep, and they're that. desperate. So what, what happens? YouTube also makes a deal with the devil. Seeing the same problems, YouTube gets scared that they're being attacked by legacy media and tells legacy media, we'll do whatever you say. You know, on that note, I'm just going to take a little tidbit of time to tell you to share. Please share our videos. Share our show. First rule of IRL. Send, send it into the, into the airwaves because we are not CNN. We don't have the power of Google helping us out. Check, Go ahead. Check this out. I want to show you this uh, Aram, uh, his, oh, yeah. his Twitter thread. He says... Mm-hmm. How does the New York Times compete with YouTube? Identity equals virality was the BuzzFeed formula with articles like X things only a Y would understand. Ezra Klein says outrage is deeply connected to identity. The New York Times is now functionally BuzzFeed with a cultured facade. He highlights Ezra Klein. He says Ezra Klein does a great job explaining what happened. The Internet means news has to compete with more entertainment options and no longer has to appeal to any particular geographic region containing people with diverse values. The, the producers of politicized media are themselves the most voracious consumers of politicized media. The resulting distorted worldview is, uh, is what leads the New York Times to assure us Trump had no chance in 2016. What's happened, what happened in 2016 with them saying Trump was going to lose is still happening to this day. Yep. They don't want to anger their audience. They don't want to say things like Trump is actually winning because their audience will get mad and they won't click the article. So they tell the audience whatever they want to hear. And you know how I know this? I was told to do the same thing when I worked for an ABC News Univision joint venture. When they told me straight up, quote, side with the audience. <laughs> what does that mean, I asked. And they said, you know, or, or, you know, side with the audience, right? You know, what, what, what does the audience expect? 
And so I asked the president of the company, are you saying that, there, that if there is a fact-based news story that could offend our audience, we won't report it? And he said, I think that's fair. Yes. Wow. We were in a big meeting for the presidential conventions in 2016. And someone asked at this big meeting of like 40 people, how are we playing this? Are we left? Are we right? Center? And they said, side with the audience. That's gross. Who's the audience? Young progressives, they said. And, I, and, and my response to this, you know, I, would, I, kept, I kept telling these guys, the company lit all the money on fire when it went up in flames. And I said, your audience is not young progressives. You are targeting young progressives Boom. who make up a tiny percentage of the overall marketplace. Well, you know, we talked about it earlier. Who's the, the demographic that are mostly online? The, the people that are, they are the younger generations. So they're, they're, tar they're trying to target the people that are active on the internet. And anyone in exactly. their 20s right now is active on the internet, always, every day. They're constantly on their phone, scoping, whatever, sharing. That's the norm now. But it's they were, not for the older generations. They were trying to make basically a 20-year plan, thinking if young people are progressive, then we want to make media for them so they will age into it, and we will have a captured audience once they move into their 30s and become the powerful key demo. It didn't work, probably because for the same reason Donald Trump won, they don't understand what's really going on, and they're all spinning around in a toilet with each other, thinking they're getting reality, but it is a bubble. When Bill Barr was asked about systemic racism by the Democrat, he said, actually, a police officer is more likely to be, I think, 18 times more likely to be killed by, you know, an individual on the street than a black person is to be killed by a police officer. It is 18 times. Yeah. Something like that. And, th and their response was like, how could he think that? He must be in a bubble. Madeline Dean, I think her name was, said he, he must be in a bubble. And it's amazing. It's like, have you considered you're in a bubble? Someone's in a bubble. Someone's How in a disrespectful. Bubble. He was so disrespectful. Uh, that that pissed, me, that pissed me off. That the they, they're, of the trying to, they're trying to say, like, he's in the bubble. He was disrespectful. Like, that was literally all of you the you entire time were sitting in a bubble, try, being as disrespectful as possible. Cut him off so he couldn't actually Listen, slam you with the truth. If someone knew this, if there was any one person who knew the stats as it pertains to crime in this country. I'd imagine the, the attorney general would be one of the foremost experts. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a good point. Running the DOJ, the FBI, all of our... Uh, what? Could you imagine, you know, uh, a Republican yelling at a, a doctor, like, you, uh, about vaccines being, you know, causing autism or something? Like, just telling the doctor, I know better than you. I know you must be in a bubble. And then being like, dude, listen... I'm a doctor. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. The reason I use that specifically is because they constantly make that argument like they are the people who are allowed to defy the experts and no one else. Yeah. So when you have, for instance, doctors stepping up talking about certain medications and then they're like, ban all of those doctors. Don't let them speak on the Internet because we are the experts. I'm we like, no, it's like, wait, are you doctors? No, no, we don't need to look at the information. But what, are the, what, are the, what do all of their silly memes say? Why won't the right listen to the doctors? <laughs> I right. haven't seen those memes, but it, it is. I, I, see I tend it. to avoid memes when it comes to masks and when it comes to vaccines, they all complain about how the right won't listen to doctors. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, there are a lot of people that won't. They absolutely won't. You know what? I defer to the experts. I'll tell you what. When Bill Barr sitting there as the expert gives you an answer, you don't say, I'm right and you're wrong. These people live in a bubble. Listen, I want to show you this chart again and explain to you 
New York Times word usage frequency. I feel bad for these people. You know why? Why? They grew up being told that the New York Times was the gray lady, the paper of record. Oh, yeah. And so they believe it. They trust it. It's our good and honest journalism. But they're not getting it. Look at all this insanity. Almost every single one of these little boxes shows a hockey stick, cultural appropriation, microaggressions, you know, bullied, exploited, discrimination. And these Democrats are reading all of this, believing it as law. They're in a bubble. They're being lied to Definitely. by a media organization that is dying and trying to extract as much as possible before the ship collapses. Yep. Then Absolutely. they go and, nailed it, dude. Then they can't understand why the attorney general tells them you were wrong. That the systemic racism problem you're bringing up isn't real. And they say, how could that be? I read it in the New York Times. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time before you're able to speak any more truth at me. And that's why they wouldn't <laughs> let him speak. I know. Because it's these, so obvious. these Democrats are smart enough to get elected. They're the grifters who know they're manipulating the, will, the, the ignorant who are walking like lemmings off the cliff. Yeah. And so they're like, well, as long as they're walking off the cliff and they hand me one of the, you know, a couple gold shillings before they jump off the edge, I'm happy. Yeah. And that's what it is. The Republicans were more than happy to let Bill Barr say whatever he wanted. Mr. Barr, can you answer the question? Go for it. Because they knew that Bill Barr was going to just lay it out and they had nothing to fear. Yep. So look, man, when you hear from these people that like what, what this, uh, uh, this, this man here, Aram, is saying, that there's politicized media. It is a fact. We are absolutely politicized media here at Timcast IRL. Definitely. I try my best to make sure I'm following an eclectic bunch. And I try my best to understand where these narratives are coming coming from. And I think it's fair to say that when you have the right being the big tent with former progressives, former liberals, moderates, centrists, conservatives, and staunch conservatives all agreeing the left is going off the rails, we're also all agreeing the New York Times is pumping out fake news. And then we can see literal evidence they're doing it. Yeah. I hate to say it, but we're not on the wrong side of this one. Nope. What's it, it, I'll, put, I'll put it very, very bluntly. When you see someone respond to the acting secretary of the DHS, you got smacked down thinking they won this battle. <laughs> when in reality, the state has agreed to deploy state police officers to provide security. They're not abolishing the police. They're emboldening the police. Yep. They're expanding the police. They lost, but still think they won. Who got smacked down? Hmm? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the DHS. It was you guys. So I'd be willing to the bet. The peaceful protesters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you missed that earlier, the peaceful protesters throwing them all to throwing, the Molotov. No, no. It's an instant campfire. Oh, I'm sorry. Instant campfire. Instant yeah. campfire. Instant warming method. TM. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So I'll tell you what, man, I don't know what's, what we can expect to happen come November. I'll say it 50 billion times. But based on the fact that all of these media companies are in the same bubble, believing the garbage coming out of the New York Times, they, they think they're going to win. They think they're going to win. The yeah. same thing happened. Look at this. I, I, so they don't have actually, you know what? I think I have the other tweet right here. Around 2010 is when white people and racism started skyrocketing at the New York Times. And you can see you know, around, you know, 2014 and 15, it was very, very high. Hey, that coincides with the time that Donald Trump was campaigning. Mm. They were convinced he was losing because they have to keep telling themselves we're winning. That's a good point. They want to tell everybody how dumb Trump is because Trump is dumb gets clicks. That's true. When in reality, most people liked him. And, and he, newsflash, he's not dumb. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he built a, an ama the best economy in 70 years, you said? 
Is that right? Something, like, something like 70 or 80 years is ridiculous. That's crazy. Until COVID. True, but that's not his fault. Right. And people still trust him more on the economy than Joe Biden. So now you can look at this graph and what do we see? Up to 2020, it's worse than it's ever been. Yep. So why should I assume things got better if the media still doesn't understand why they were wrong in 2016? Their bubble is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So the circle yep. of the people that well, they talk to is getting is is now there's becoming there's, more potent, well, if I, you will. I, I, I have some bad news there. Oh, goodness. Subscriptions are growing for The New York Times. OK, their revenues up. For America, American subscriptions. That's a good point. Or just I'd, internet subscriptions. General subscriptions. Okay, cause, so that doesn't mean anything to me. But it also it's also fair to point out, too, they may just be capturing more of the far left. Their subscriptions may be growing because they're catering now to people who are socialists. Who and, want to read the stuff that's in that little bubble that they give. Right, okay. so the New York Times used to be more centrist. Right. And now that they're moving further and further left... Yeah, their sub- subscribers are going up because they're dragging some people with them and absorbing some more but far left. But is types. there any any graph that shows that how many people they lost over the past fifteen years? You know, people going, "What are they talking about? I'm not going to follow these people." And my yeah. subscription goes down, and then sure, it's now starting to rise again. Then that makes sense because they lost a lot of people. So now, sure, they're they've got a little uptick. I'll tell you what, man, crazy lefties. You know, I think. There are a lot of like disaffected liberals. They don't speak up. And so they get ignored. And that could be one of Trump's greatest advantages. Yeah. So I tweeted something once about being a disaffected liberal. And it got retweeted by Mike Cernovich. Okay. And he, he, had a, he has a bunch of Trump supporter followers. So as soon as he retweeted it, I started getting a bunch of replies from Trump supporters. Some lefty then commented saying, look at all of the replies, Tim. Look what you've become. Your followers are all conservatives. I responded with, actually, it's because a Trump supporter retweeted me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people responded that they were liberals that have been following me for years. They just don't tweet. And I was like, boom, there it is. Nice. A lot of the people who followed me, I have people who follow me since back at Occupy Wall Street. I get emails from people who are like, been following me since Occupy. I can't believe what's happened to the left. A lot of the people during Occupy Wall Street were very libertarian, very much so in favor of WikiLeaks, were against the, you know, uh, they, they believe wealth inequality is a big problem, but yeah. they, they're not socialists. They just think that the working class people need, you know, we need a strong middle class and a strong working class. Boom. I, I'm, I'm finding a lot of uh, similarities with yep. my beliefs right and now. And they don't like war. They want our troops brought back. I'm a libertarian. I think that's that really sums up my political views the best is uh, libertarian. I find something, you know, it was really fascinating that there was, uh, I think it was the American conservative argued Trump should have fired Bolton and hired Tulsi Gabbard. Good point. Because she's anti-intervention. That's true. And they were like, the true conservative position is not to be in foreign wars. Yep. And if Tulsi would, would get Trump to do that, then that's the right choice. And it would attract many, you know, liberals who think that he's bringing somebody on who's, you know, got more liberal sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. But I do find it fascinating that there are a bunch of core issues that unite conservatives and liberals under Trump because Trump ran as a moderate. So you want our troops out of the Middle East? You're not voting for Biden? You get... Pfft. I get. I I had a friend of mine message me about collateral murder, where like it's just Middle Eastern war stuff, and so she's super far left, and I was like, so you voting for Trump? (laughs) She's like, no, and I'm like, are you gonna vote for Biden? Yeah. Oh, so you're supporting intervention in war? I'm sorry, man. I get it. You might not like the guy. You may have problems with his policies, but if your issue is war, the best bet you have right now in terms of actually some policy that you'd 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 like is Trump. And I'm not saying it's perfect. Not 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 in the least bit. Yeah. But Joe Biden. 
Nah. So well, I'm 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 looking at this stuff, man, and I'm really wondering just how bad the bubble is. But I'll tell you this. Go on YouTube and look up any political issue. And it's crazy how you'll see what's popular and what isn't. Left-wing content does not do as well as it used to. Nope. Now there is it a but, but there is mainstream that does way better, right? So so the interesting thing is when it comes to individuals who search and choose, it tends to be moderate to conservative anti-establishment content. When it comes to the general default liberal, they're going to watch NBC, CNN, MSNBC, you know, whatever, and just get those fake fake news comments. Okay. Yep. Well, you know what? It may be that none of this actually matters in the end. I like this. Yes. Let's 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 evolve the conversation to something a bit more serious. Is it? It is. Okay. Yeah. You want to read the t- the title? Sure. Donald Trump says he is looking at banning TikTok amid fears it can be used by China to spy. And after Joe Biden's campaign staff are told to delete it. Joe Biden told his staff to nuke the app. Same with the military. Yeah. And India banned it. Wow. So the TikTok apocalypse is coming and all these famous TikTokers are freaking out because they built a career. Many of them built a career on it. You know what they're doing? What are they doing? They're going to a different platform. Yep. I heard that people with millions and millions of followers are just hopping to a different platform. I was like, good. Good. sounds good. good. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. You, you want to know why I said this was uh, more serious? Hmm. This is This is all part of the ongoing China conflict. And like I mentioned earlier, the Republicans coronavirus spending bill included a bunch of really interesting things. And that's when I tweeted, are they gearing up for some kind of war? Yeah. It was funny because I got a bunch of people who responded with disdain for the conservatives saying things like, just like the Democrats, they're going to shove in a bunch of things that they shouldn't into this bill just to get whatever they want. And I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe like the new FBI building, maybe, mm-hmm. but also they're trying to get money for military expenditures so yeah and why you know really honestly what's the reasoning i don't know entirely but let's uh let's try i want to pull up this tweet from bernie sanders on my twitter thread let me try and uh oh searching twitter threads oh yeah don't you know this is exciting stuff isn't it everyone yeah it's just the best especially when uh i'm not gonna be able to find it here we go Bernie Sanders says the GOP COVID-19 bill includes $2 billion for F-35s, $1.75 billion for an FBI building, $1 billion for surveillance planes, $375 million for armored vehicles, $360 million for missile defense, $283 million for Apache helicopters, and zero millions for face, uh, for, uh, zero for millions facing eviction. It's dead on arrival. Perhaps. But my response to this was, are they preparing for a war or something? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of think they are. Yeah, literally. I, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and there's one place that uh, China. Yeah, thank, thank you, Mr. <laughs> President. Uh, yeah, I mean, how many times have we talked about you know the what's going on over there? You know, now that we look at them teaming up with Pakistan and India is is basically going, come at us, China. We're we're ready for you. And, you know, Australia now isn't neutral anymore. They went to the U.N. and said, we are no longer neutral. We are siding with the United States in the South China Sea. And we're going to be joining them in stopping China from encroaching on other people's lands. It's like this is all happening. So, you know, I'm watching it all progress. 
You know, it's like I want to go full conspiracy conspiracy on this one. I mean that somewhat facetiously. Mm-hmm. I want to go full speculative okay. on this one. So we've got the banning of TikTok. Okay. We've got Trump withdrawing 12,000 troops from Germany Whoa. in a move that will cost billions and take years. You wonder why this story is interesting? Why? Trump says the withdrawal is due to the fact that Germany isn't paying their proper GDP percentage. Okay. Yep. That they have to pay 2%. Mm-hmm. Is what they, they have to pay 2% of their GDP for our military to be there. They're not. I think, the, the, I think they have the number listed. It's like 1.39 or something. He's anyway, been talking about that for a while now. He has. Yeah, that's but what this article in C- from CNN note- notes is that they're going to move many troops to Italy and I, I can't remember what the, and Belgium. But Italy and Belgium have they pay a lower GDP than Germany does. Okay. So it doesn't seem like Trump is being forthright about why he's really withdrawing 12,000 troops from Germany. Yeah, interesting. Unless there is a strategic troop, Location you know, stuff. placement, deployment I, uh, in the event of an upcoming war. I have a close friend who is in the Air Force stationed in Germany. I could, uh, I can, I can ask him. I'm, you should I'm do gonna it. hit him up and see what's going on. Yeah, for sure. So to to entertain the conspiratorial, more speculative. It's not really a conspiracy. You know, I was thinking about this story. Trump's withdrawing twelve thousand. Did you know we have thirty six thousand troops in Germany? No, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, man. So why? What are we worried about? Somebody going to invade Germany? I don't, I don't think they're worried. Yeah, I don't know. So what is he going to do with all these troops? It's going to cost billions of dollars to relocate them to the U.S. Maybe that's it. Maybe Trump really is playing hardball with like, okay, it's a big ask, right? If you're not going to pay, we're pulling out. Then Germany's going to go, wait, 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 okay, okay, we'll pay. That seems likely, right? Yeah. Like it's, it seems like a Trumpian move. Considering what's going on with China, though, considering what's going on with the coin shortages and just the, the, the weird TikTok stuff mm-hmm. and the, the Three Gorges Dam, Oh yeah, satellite surveillance showing Pakistan and China are forming ranks on the Indian on India's border. Yep, I mean it really does seem like uh, war is coming. And so when I see this, I'm like, how could it? How could it be that we publicly announce where we move our troops to? Like that? That's not good for war. It, you know, I, I I watch these old movies about World War II and stuff, and they'll capture an American soldier and be like, "Where are the troops? Where are they stationed?" Now it's like Trump just tells CNN and CNN announces it. That doesn't seem to make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Unless, of course, they're not saying where they're going legitimately and they're withdrawing them. But some are remaining in Italy and Belgium for other reasons. Like it's actually a strategic deployment, you know, redeployment to other areas because of a potential looming conflict. Yep. So there's a coin shortage going on. And I keep seeing people ask about it. No one really knows. And there's an article that came out today saying banks are, ur- the mints, I guess, the government is urging people to spend their change because we need it in circulation. Or they need a hold of all that metal. So, well, so here's why I want to speculate on that. I don't understand how it is that there's a lack of metal, or, I'm sorry, a lack of coins because we're not spending them. Are they arguing that all of a sudden everybody took all of their change and threw it in a bucket and stopped spending it? People are still buying food true like where, where, where do you spend your change you don't go to the movies and dump a bunch of quarters on the table yeah but, but at the same time it's like how many businesses what's the percentage of businesses that have closed over the past four months are you going to a restaurant with a bag full of change and being like here's my change i haven't used change in years but when you go to a 7-eleven or a walgreens or you know walmart yeah you might grab a candy bar and dump some change out no i'd never ever pay with change they'll give me change i put it in a jar and when the jar is full i bring it to my bank then maybe that's what's been happening yeah 
that people are no longer spending coins. That's a simple solution, right? Yeah, I guess. But how come the coin shortage only hit now if everyone's already been doing that? COVID didn't make people decide to put their change in a jar. That's a weird cultural thing. I haven't looked into this much. I don't know. Except unless they need metal. Unless it's, (laughs) I mean, and, and when was the last time that they were taking all the coins? World War II, they needed to make shells. Again, I don't, I don't know much that that much about it, but oh, you're looking up uh, World War II, yeah, the war yeah. bonds things, right? I don't know if there's anything in here. Yeah, okay. Metal tokens, no idea. But wait, well, we should get rid of the penny anyway. Yeah, I found it, an article about it. It costs more money article? to make pennies yeah. than it, than they're worth. Yeah, I've heard they've been kicking that around what, for a while. Yeah, what we have should you get, found? get rid of that. <laughs> That's from World War II as well. It says, in the depths of World War II, metals used for America's coinage reflected the exigencies of battle and wartime prosperity at home as the Mint tried new metals to replace those needed for weaponry abroad. This is part of a five-part look at the way war shaped America's coinage. And it's talking about how World War II challenged the Mint. They had a decade of low production because of the Great Depression. Wartime prosperity dramatically increased the demand for coins, and they just kind of mixed it in. So it's a little different from where we are now, but it's not nothing. And they were trying to change out silver, copper, and nickel in the coins and kind of balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm just I'm just being very, very speculative because the coin shortage is weird. Yeah, that is really weird. And I'm, I was looking it up, like, why are we having a coin shortage? I mean, it could just be that people are dumping their coins into buckets. But there's a lot of other weird things. A lot of stores saying they won't accept cash, Oh, which is strange. What's this? Okay, the U.S. Coin, tor- coin Task Force will tackle the shortage as it leaves some shortchanged amid the coronavirus pandemic. What is this? So it's talking about if you've tried to scamble- scramble up some change recently, you might have noticed there's a coin shortage. The federal government is setting up a task force to get coins back into circulation. So I guess the U.S. Mint closed briefly, which stopped yeah. the production of money like altogether. And people were staying at home and handing over less cash at stores and businesses, like Adam was saying. I mean, that makes sense, but it's weird. Does that mean the, the Mint is the only reason we have coins in circulation is because the Mint prints like makes them? Yeah, it's And saying, people just throw change in buckets? That's literally what they're saying. It says they're locked up in people's houses, piggy wow. banks in jars, or locked up in closed <laughs> businesses. Uh, yeah, so I think I Adam was right. Nailed yeah. it. Say it. What? That I was right. About what? I don't know. Just I just want to hear you say it. No, press wrong. <laughs> press the wrong button. Wrong. There you go. Oh. We pre-recorded that. <laughs> so so look, it could all be much more simple. It's it's maybe I don't know if, if fun or silly is the right word in, in speculating about war. No. But I think there's a lot of I don't know what the right word is for it, but it's like with all of the news coming out about China. India, the South China Sea, Taiwan, Hong Kong. I mean, Trump's executive order was brutal. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely yeah. brutal. Like he's, seizing he's, the assets. Dude, he's knocking them out of the park, these executive orders this year. Did you did you see what happened today with the hearing with Big Tech? A little bit. There, I can't remember the guy's name, but I wish I, I probably should have had it. He asked all the big tech companies to commit to not using Chinese Uyghur slave labor. And what did they say to that? Man, you know what they could have said? Agreed. Yeah. They didn't. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they were like, um, uh, Congressman, I, I would like to say you're absolutely right. Slavery is abhorrent, and, and we agree. It, oh it is goodness. something that no one should do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, basically needed, like, no, we want it. I had to take a break today. I went, uh, I went to looking at guitars. I bought a guitar today. Sounds nice. Oh, you good. got a nice new guitar? Nice break. It looks it's, like it's new, but, act, but it looks like it's old, but it's actually new. It's very nice. And let, yeah. me, let me show it off. Because I love it. It's uh, it's oh, like she's it. a beauty. It's like a matte. It's uh, super it's shiny. a Martin. It was uh, 
It was a little expensive, but I don't. Little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, yeah, it was worth it though. Love it. I'll tell you what. In in light of everything that's been going on, whether or not there's a war with China, I think we are in for a wild economic collapse. Something. I mean, man, the, we keep talking about this bubble popping, and it's like there's a lot of bubbles right now. Look, all man, across I'm, the board, it's got it's going to shift. It's got to be said. What Trump has proven that he can make an economy work. Absolutely. And if we are facing a collapse due to the coronavirus and the printing of money, why would you vote for Joe Biden? Trump 2020. I mean, look, you can, you can, like, at some point, you know, the, the way I described it before was like, you gave your choice between, let's say you got to hire a plumber because your toilet broke. All right. Your toilet's broke and it's spraying water all over the place. It's a nightmare. And two contractors show up and one guy's in a wheelchair sleeping and the other guy's just smack talking like crazy and he's kind of like to a, like your wife is going like oh he won't shut up and you're like yeah but honey he's like he's got the appropriate plumber butt so you know we no gotta, it's like we he's gotta got, trust it he's got the tools <laughs> he's got he's got five star rating where everyone basically says online they can't stand the way he talks but man does he fix a toilet and fast what are you gonna do you're gonna pick the guy who's sleeping like you might not like the guy the way he talks mm-hmm. you might not like the way he talks you might like you might really hate his attitude and think he's gross and but man, he's gonna fix the toilet. So just let him go and fix the toilet, and you know go 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 about your business. It's only for a little while. Eventually, your toilet's fixed. Then you'll come and get a new plumber later. That's kind of what it's like. So look, it looks like we are in for a an extreme wild ride in terms of economic pop. They're printing money like crazy. People are not going to be buying houses. House prices, I imagine, are going to plummet. But Trump just did this new rule change, getting rid of this urbanization plan for suburbs. Right. So he's, that, that's expecting suburban houses to actually go up. Maybe that was part of it. They knew that demand was going to was gonna drop after, you know, as people are losing their jobs. A lot of people are broke. Unemployment is really high relative to where it was. Yeah. And so who's going to be buying these houses? So the prices might go down. Now there might actually be demand because there's a safe haven from all the chaos of the big cities. It's true. There was no guarantee under Biden's plan, under Obama's plan. So Trump does this. I'll tell you what, though, man, I think that I that was a huge move. I just want to say, like people I see a lot of people like upset about it. But, you know, I one of the problems that I've noticed is the welfare state. It's people that are used to getting governmental help. And then instead of using the help to get off of the help, they get used to the help and stay on the help. And then they, they succumb to the system of being not accountable to their to themselves it's an an addiction bro and that and that is something that like what that did was it's like no people need to be accountable for themselves and earn their way to do stuff in this in this world and that's how it should be it's an addiction it is exactly so it's funny because there's a meme it's a sign that says please do not feed the animals because they'll become dependent and that's just that's it that's the image boom but conservatives share it like hey i wonder uh does this apply to people? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you just mm. keep giving them what they need, as the saying goes, you know, teach a man to fish, feed him for the rest of his life. Yep. There's also another saying. If you light a man a fire, you will warm him for a day. If you light a man on fire, you will warm him for the rest of his life. Also true. Also very, very Worth true. Worth noting. So with, with the mass printing of money, with the mass unemployment, the housing market's going to explode. Yep. We're already seeing delinquency. We're already seeing, uh, you know, like people aren't paying their rent. They're not paying their mortgages. So what's going to happen? Mortgage-backed securities are going to crash again like they did in 2008. It is going to be a wild ride. And already metals are spiking. And so I asked somebody who 
I'm not going to pretend like this friend of mine is the the foremost expert, but there's somebody who loves Bitcoin and metals and stuff. And they were like, this sounds like we're going to see a major dollar drop off. So like people buying metals because they're scared the dollar is going to be, be sta- destabilized amid all of this mass printing of cash. Yep. I tried talking to my friends about it, man, when they talk about how we must just give people more money. And I'm like, it may stave off you know, the worst for a short time, but it's like you are, you are burning off. It's, it's you're, 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 you're burning the candle off as fast as possible. Yep. Yeah. You're going to get this cash now, but what's going to happen is that in a few months, in a year, you're going to be worse off than you've ever been. Imagine spending 30 bucks for a gallon of milk. They've been just dumping milk out. Like this is, this is a crazy economic crisis. It almost feels like all of these democratic governors are treating Trump like some kind of cancer where they're trying to poison the system as much as possible in yeah. hopes to just like get rid of populism. Yeah, maybe. Literally arresting small business owners. But I'll tell you what, man, I think it makes people angrier. Definitely does. Absolutely. Arresting small business owners is a huge, huge problem. Absolutely it is. That's crazy. It's, let all the prisoners it is, out. It is crazy. They let all the prisoners out. Now crime is skyrocketing. Yep. Then they arrest small business owners. The salon owner in Texas, the two guys just the other day in, in Jersey. Yeah. No, they let them out and then and then boast about how the the population of their prisons is is the lowest since <laughs> since the Second World War. And it's Crazy. like, what? what you let I? them all out? This is uh, Cuomo, by the way, Governor Cuomo in in New York. These these come on. It's it's look it's not just the Democrats even like I was looking at something from I think Thomas Massey mm-hmm. who's where's he at is he in Kentucky or I Tennessee think, I think he's in oh, Tennessee I'm not sure I'm sorry there might have been right. De Blasio actually I'm not sure they're they're the same I think it was Kentucky have. they were pointing out that Kentucky never had a COVID spike yet they're locking the state down Kentucky yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. like the the, the yeah. so it's like here's New York boom and here's Kentucky Boop. straight line locking down Kentucky yeah there's never been a spike and they were like. Why, why lock down businesses? The, the curve literally can't be flatter than it already is. So why are they doing it? I don't know. Sweden's got no no deaths going on, and they're almost at zero cases now. Wow. Yeah. So it's like they did herd immunity. Yeah, oh, man. They didn't close down. People were ridiculing them for a long time, but their their economy's still going. Every everything's still open. These journalists represent the establishment. Yes. So when Trump tweets out a video, they'll nuke it because right now the establishment is desperately trying to maintain its grip over this country. It's and it's so obvious. It's disgustingly obvious. And people are waking up. These people here, they are here because they know we see it, too. And I'm sure all of you see it, too. It's it's just disgusting. It's desperate. It's thirsty. The far left needs to vote for Trump. You know why? Why? I was I, I mentioned this several times because back in 2015 and 16, I knew progressives who are like, I mean, look, there's a lot of people who are going to vote for Bernie who voted for Trump. Okay. Some of them told me straight up it's because there, there were a couple different reasons. There were the legitimate voters who were like, Bernie is a populist. He's a real politician. I trust him. Donald Trump's okay. He's not a politician. But if it's not Bernie, it'll be Trump. Yeah. I heard that a lot. I also heard from more ardent activist lefty types who want socialism. They were like, if you elect you know, Hillary Clinton, then you will have a bunch of placated liberals who will support the status quo. If Trump gets elected, it'll make them angry and give us an edge. If they, if, if the far left agrees to vote for Biden, 
and these progressives, it will embolden and reignite the establishment and give them an opportunity to regain control over the system. If they vote for Trump, Trump is a populist anti-establishment, and that will basically be the end of the establishment. I wouldn't be surprised if the day Donald Trump gets reelected, he just launches indictments. Oh, yeah. I, I, just like and everyone's expecting making it, rain. it. Everyone's expecting it. I want you That's, to imagine this. I, I'm expecting it. He's Bill Barr, about it. On, on, on election night, when they declare victory, Bill Barr jumps up and he's got a big stack of papers. Oh, he starts yeah. making indictments just <laughs> rain over everybody. Like, what an yes. awesome There's a image. I'm with with the bagpipes playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can hear Bill it. Barr. That's great. I love it. Awesome. I'm not saying that I think that's actually going to happen. But what I mean is... Trump isn't going after Bernie Sanders. Right. Trump is not going after progressive, you know, uh, young progressive Congress people other than insulting them. He's literally fighting legally with establishment Democrats. So let the bull have his run. Yeah. Let 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 him let him romp about the ivory tower and then at, like you you look. The establishment wants to lock up the doors. Yeah. They want to take that tower back. They want to maintain control like they were doing with the Republicans and the Democrats, and they're going to give us more war, more strife. They're going to neglect all our problems. I don't think Trump is perfect, but I know he's not them. And Mr. Jordan called it out, too. He was like, you know, they they found evidence that the Trump campaign before he was elected was being spied on. Yeah, that's a fact at this point. It's a fact. We have the evidence that they were trying to... They they straight up said no he's not gonna make he's not gonna win we're gonna make sure of it that was struck FBI agent oh struck from the our record insurance po- no 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 oh, Peter oh, struck Peter struck right, right. We, our insurance policy boom proven that 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 actually happened so they clearly didn't they knew he could not win or else they're screwed their their chances of finalizing their plans so he is he he is a wrench or a bull in their huge china shop breaking everything and and the american public love it and i see it i'm i'm clapping for him now and the far left the progressives Mm -hmm. if they vote for joe biden and they kick the bull out the establishment locks all the doors and keeps everybody out for this forever never and they will never allow it to happen again but if trump wins again if if trump is going to crush the democratic establishment finish what he started i'm like why would the progressives oppose that you might not get what you want from trump but at least he'll get he'll get rid of like a mutual like enemy, the establishment politicians. Yep. Finally, get rid of these. Look, man, how many Republicans, the rhinos, retired? They didn't want to be inside this party because Trump was in control. Yeah, and he they all started retiring. Put in a magnifying glass on the mall. I mean, in my deep dive, I talk about how when he entered New York in in the late seventies, the the old money New Yorkers they did not like him at all. They were like, "You're you're new money." And you, you shouldn't be, you, you don't belong in this environment. And he's like, I don't care what you say. Like, I, I have the money to make this building. I'm going to do it. And then he made Trump Tower and it became a huge boost to the New York economy. And they, he proved them wrong. And it's like, I can see it back when he first was making it that the old money people didn't like him. Well, we just discussed it earlier. Who's all these senators? They, they have all this money. They didn't make all the money from being senators. They've their old money establishment. Well, they made money somehow. Well, a six figure job. E- either they had it beforehand or yeah. made it somehow, which Insider in itself dude. is messed up. Right. So, you know, what I think, man, let him have it. Let him have his due. I'm voting for him. one of the biggest problems for the United States was that upward mobility like came into existence mm. before the United States for the most part it's like you were born into your class and their royalty existed yeah right actual so, oppression all of a sudden people were here with no kings yep. oh no 
the monarchy, they made a big mistake. All of a sudden, people are like, I don't see a king. I can do what I want. Who's going to stop me? I can walk around in the forest. No one's going to stop me. The country was so big. Yep. This new this new ideology started to emerge of liberalism. This, the, the consent of the governed was required. Now you have people who believe in freedom. Now we're in a country where literally a homeless man could see Trump walk by and give him the finger. And you can't do anything about it. That's you can true. complain about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why America's great. Yes, but I, I'd be willing to bet these establishment, I don't care if they're Republicans, and there are still many re- establishment Republicans do nothings, protecting the, the other, their cronies on the other side, who would absolutely love it if people could not have upward mobility. If they, you, you, you know why intersectionalism is so dangerous? Why? You have, in 2010, left, right, up, down, whatever, people saying, we have a problem with, uh, with crony capitalists revolving door politics where big corporations get in government and vice versa and insider trading. Mm-hmm. We all agree it's a problem. Yep. All of a sudden, a new narrative emerged. And there's a comic that shows this. It's a guy sitting in an office and there's people outside with signs saying Occupy Wall Street. And he's smiling on the phone. And he says, introduce identity politics. Right. All of a sudden, you had poor white people, poor Latinos, poor Asians and poor black people pointing the finger at each other. And what year all was of- that? 2010, 2011, uh, November 2011, all of a sudden you had people like Serena Williams, who is one of the wealthiest people on the planet, very, you know, extremely wealthy black woman talking about how she's oppressed. Right. You have this ideology that, that, that would tell you a white homeless man has more privilege and power than a wealthy black businessman. And then uh, bring this back up again. And what happened around that time? Exactly. Exactly. The establishment recoiled yep. and dumped identity politics into our laps. And what started as a populist, an economic populist movement saying wealth inequality, crony capitalists, get them out, turned into white privilege. Yep, exactly. And they, now they you shifted, have. They shifted the, the optics so that they're fine. Oh, cool. It's not us anymore. They're attacking. Now they're attacking themselves. Like, we don't care. We have the money already. Mm-hmm. We already have the power. It's, I think it's, if not, the, it's not going to work. Not anymore. People are waking up. Yeah, the establishment can't win. Nope. The yeah. internet itself is is for too is many that risk. I no. Okay, sure. That's a different discussion. But what I'm saying is the internet is helping people stay maintained. To people, you know, it's it, the phone 2.0. That's what right. I'm talking about. We're going over their heads. We're going over media. We're we're the new news show now. People are coming to us because we we want to give you the real truth of what's going on. Yeah, like. You know, obviously everyone has bias, sure, but we're still going to try to show what's actually happening instead of this BS, which is them just shoving down, you know, intersectionality like you you must. This is actually the truth of what's happening. And it's like, no, that's what you want everyone to think. And that's not the case anymore. It's, and, it's, and if people don't lo- like us, they can go watch the, the depositions that are live on YouTube, live on everything. You know, everyone everyone was watching yesterday. Everyone was watching today. To- them talking to the big tech, seeing exactly what's happening. The it's, internet. It's, look, man, it's, it's an amazing place. People who come to videos like this, to channels like this, mm-hmm. choose to search for it specifically. Yep. People who turn on CNN are not paying attention and don't know anything about the news. They're just like in an airport or a hotel room. They're hearing memes. The, the, the left is, is sharing their news through memes and Twitter posts. It's half-baked, nonsensical. Yep. The people who are here are on YouTube looking up the news, literally searching for subjects and then coming across our channel. We're lucky enough that we're in such a position where, so I I mentioned this earlier, YouTube, uh, I'm sorry, Google, you cannot search for my main channels. I have have two. Timcast and Timcast News do not appear on Google. Yeah. And that's me doing like my solo rants. This channel is new. 
So it wasn't put into any of these blacklists. And awesome. Yes. That too. Figured I'd throw that so in there. So yeah. what happens is YouTube takes action to protect the establishment when they complain. And a bunch of YouTubers realized this and started making new formats and new channels because the new channels are no lo- are, were never put on blacklists. Yep. So now all of a sudden, people are getting recommended our show. They're sharing our show. And it's growing faster than ever. Because, Thank you, everyone, by but, the way. But think about this. If, if I didn't you know, decide to, to make something bigger, hit you up and say, we got to do the show where we talk about these politics, it would still be me on my main channels blacklisted. Would, would, how many people here wouldn't even know about these conversations, even point. though they agree with a lot of it. Thanks for calling me out that day. So I decide we got to do, I got, I got to do a new channel. I got to find somebody who I can have conversations with. I hit up my buddy, Adam, and this is a new channel, not on a blacklist where a lot of the same conversations are, are it's, it's, it's actually more developed conversations. We talk to each other as opposed to my channel, which is just new, like a rant. Yeah. But all of a sudden now, YouTube, my channel, no, this channel not being blacklisted is recommending it. People who agree are finding the conversation saying, these are important conversations, and it's getting around that lockdown. They can't control everything. That's right. I think we're at risk. Their bubble is I popping. I mean, I'm sure we're at risk, but... There's only so much they can do. But the, exactly. the, the Google guys are on video saying that they didn't want Trump to win, and they're like people crying. Exactly. It was published by Breitbart and The Verge, mind you, left and right-wing sources, showing this leaked video of them being like, we're all deeply offended by Donald Trump's victory. Yeah, so you and know gonna, what they're doing. They're going to the do what they can to to stop it again. Yeah, and you know what's really funny? They had a big hearing today about big tech monopolies. I'd love for one of those Republicans to say, Adam Krigler mentioned that he wanted to vote for the president, and he was, you know, he's basically a default liberal kind of guy. Got 2.4 million views on Facebook. Facebook deleted it. Why? We, oh, I don't know. Uh huh. Interesting. I would like to know that too, because that there was nothing. I mean, I I did call out. Uh, the the cooperation with China and that I think that they are working with China. But nothing you said was on a, 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 a violation of their rules. That's nothing. true. You're absolutely right. There was no violation of rules. It was just simply that I am I am not a typical Trump supporter. I am someone that looks. I mean, I my hair is tucked right now, but it's like, you know, I've got long hair and I look like I'm fairly hippie-ish. You know, video gamer, musician, you know, skater. We, we saw it from Project Veritas. Yep, we did. If somebody's wearing a MAGA hat, they'll ban the video. Or or simply saying, I'm a Trump supporter. That I, I said, I'm voting for Trump in this video. It was the first time I, I said it. That's what that's what really hit them. Yep. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't have this guy talk about that. No, 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 no. But it was probably some low-level person working at a third-party company being like, get rid of him. Yep, And I Facebook, so. Facebook, you know, plays feigns ignorance. Whoa, you don't do it. Mm. We'll see how things play out, man. But uh, I'm glad y'all are with us hanging out. Definitely. Now we're going to read your super chats. Yes. We got a super super chat here. Oh, actually, before we do, you got to smash that like button. Yeah, smash it. Actually, before we do, I was just going to say thanks to uh, Bruce who sent us uh, some silver. S- silver coins. Oh, yeah. We all, so got, cool. uh, we all got a, a, a beautiful uh, a Liberty silver coin. You can't really see it, but it, it is really dope. It is the Liberty Lady. Just, Walking uh, Liberty? I don't know what what it is, but yeah. uh, it's beautiful. It's a one ounce silver coin, and that's that's amazing. So I really appreciate that. That's cool. Uh, my uh, my grandfather had a lot of coins that I would you know I'd go to the the bank and he'd open up the security what's, deposit box and show what's me. silver at now like twenty two twenty four bucks. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Crazy. Maybe just twenty. Silver's know. great. Haven't checked. But smash the like button. Make sure you subscribe. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at Timcast. 
You can also follow at Adam Krigler in all the same places. And on Twitter and Parler, there is at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. And uh, yeah, follow us. But let's read. Let's read all your super chats. UXM Quantum says, hey, guys from North Dakota and do a lot of driving for work. So you guys are my daily entertainment. Just want to show some love. Oh, yes. Spin that UFO. Oh, can you hand me that? Oh, yeah. There you go. Spin it, spin it, spin it. And Raven Knight also wants you to spin the UFO. So we got a, a twofer on that one. Yes. Both directions. Wait, it's it just stops it. Well, you can't go both directions. <laughs> Ian Hall says term limits one, term limits two, section two thirty reform three. Did Soy Jesus get a haircut or fake it with a man bun? Four. Faked it. Pass legislation that separates press with factual reporting versus opinion news with fake news. Lastly, this is all for the cats and mascot of the salty army. You can't. You can't actually differentiate on the First Amendment between opinion and, and, and real news. There's no real way to do that. The First Amendment means they can publish fake news. Hmm. That's it. The problem is Bad. big tech monopolies incentivized this system. And I don't know how you solve that problem. I don't think the founding fathers could have foreseen the level and speed of communications, but more importantly, mm-hmm. the algorithms. But I do think in much the same way we have some restrictions on the Second Amendment in terms of like concealed carry permit or or whatever, although many people probably disagree with any of those restrictions, I do think there may be very important distinctions between what these big tech platforms are doing and the First Amendment. The right to free speech, you you could argue, does not give you a right to algorithmically manipulate people. Well, right? we talked about it. It, it. You know, I said a couple times in this episode that the Internet is the new telephone. We have to realize that Facebook and Twitter are are not just this social media. We just keep saying social media. It's not. It's it's the town square. It's the new watering right. holes. It's the new how we communicate. It's the but new age. But the bigger issue, I think, is that you are legally allowed to sell products in this country. OK, but you can't defraud someone tricking them into parting ways with their money. In that same vein, you can you can create a platform for speech, but algorithmically manipulating people is an entirely different thing from mm. free speech. Mm-hmm. Good point. So what, what they do on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, manipulating algorithms so that certain people only see certain things is very different. And maybe there's some kind of argument that they shouldn't be meddling in who stands on the free speech platform and how they display it. It would be, in my opinion... Uh, a major advantage to some nasty people. Yeah. Because without these algorithms, if it was just a general... So here's what happened. Early on when they didn't have algorithms on YouTube, do you know what every thumbnail was? What? Bikini women. <laughs> of course. Yep. <laughs> Clicks. Exactly. Because And so so people would... So there's a challenge. They have to make rules. Otherwise, the platform became just a bunch of dudes who would post a picture of women in bikinis and then it would be a video of something else. You'd see a thumbnail and it would be hot women and then click it and it would be a guy being like so today i went and bought a hot dog and it would work so they had to set i don't know how you i don't i don't i don't know how you solve the problem but i'll tell you this political bias is destroying our democratic system our democratic you know representative based system and we cannot just allow it to keep going the backpacking angler says this money is to go to a year days button from jjba also adam for a challenge build a piece of studio furniture using pallet wood Okay. There you go. Sweet. Uh, maybe in the new spot. I'll do it for Adam Cast. We're going to keep yeah. Tim Cast a little more professional. That'd be cool. Deplorable Pirate pa- Captain Gunbeard says, Multnomah County, Portland has been under a burn ban since the 24th due to a drought and high fire risk. 
You'd think fireworks would be a big violation of that ban. Yeah. You'd think. You would. would. Student of History says, told my late 40s coworker who grew up in NYC that people were surprised about UC cops, and all he did was laugh his Puerto Rican A off, his words, not mine, also Roman public, Roman Republic and us are too close. I agree. That's scary. Vesidius says, I told someone about the censored beer bug press conference. She told me she heard it. One doctor believes in witchcraft and Dr. Fauci has always been right. What's the simplest way to explain Fauci to someone who hasn't been following? Well, you got to understand the, the way you approach people in terms of like arguments, conversations, and new information. If someone comes up to me and they say, well, Fauci has always been right. If you respond with, that's not true. Fauci's wrong all the time. You're enemies. You respond with, yeah, I mean, Fauci's, I actually think he's really great. And yeah, I mean, he's what he's been around for like 30 plus years in the CDC. It is unfortunate that he came out early on wrong about masks, you know, to be honest. But I think he does a good job. Then you're not challenging them. You're not becoming their enemy. You're just saying, I get it. Like, I like Fauci too. There was a couple things I think kind of hurt his credibility. Yeah. So the way I always approach my friends is when they're like, people should listen to Fauci. I'll be like, totally agree. The only, you know, the only problem, I guess, is that, you know, when he came out in May, you know, and said, blah, 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 some people immediately just blew him off, which is, is wrong because science changes. Then they're like, you're right. Science does change. And Fauci may have been wrong. You're letting them like enter. You can't just come at them and start yelling at them. And I don't mean like screaming. I mean, like coming out and being like, hey, you're wrong about this because some people just put up barriers. They don't want to hear it. Yep. It's difficult. It's not always so easy to communicate effectively, but I always try to, you know, when I talk to people, try to be accommodating and, and maintain your calm because yeah. as soon as you they're already emotional most of these people that they're residing in a place of of emotions that you know their beliefs is directly connected to their emotional base so as soon as you you like he said you you have to show them that that you're on their side because if you don't do that instantly they go into the defensive and then that's where they stay the entire time. Yep, and you we're can't enemies. Get, you can't get them off that or behind that shield of I'm defending because you already attacked my ideals, my my the core of my being. And that that's the problem. A lot of people are just tribalists and, and don't care about what's right. It's really hard. It's really hard. But the main, the most important thing is for you to maintain your calm. And you have to understand. As, see, this is something that I, I help because I wasn't a Trump fan. I wasn't always. I, I didn't like him. Because I didn't know anything about him. I just was part of the news. So, you know, once I became aware of it, I'm like, I've got months and months of, of research under my belt now. I can't just impart that knowledge to somebody. Yeah. You know, it's like. It's so crazy, man. Yeah, exactly. You know, so Whenever, you have to understand that not everyone is, is there and it takes a long time to get there. Whenever I record a segment on my main channels about Obamagate. Yeah. It is a nightmare. Oh, I'm sure. Because it's like. People need context for news stories. Dude, his rant, Mr. Jordan's rant at the beginning of the bar uh, testimony sums it up so well in like a four minute span. He goes through about it. Obamagate. Oh, yeah. It's not it's, an easy thing to do. That story is insanely complex. It's true, but he, he rocks it out of the park. I just posted on my Twitter feed earlier because it's just like I've never heard it. Uh, all the accounts all like through the very beginning and then why they did each thing as they did and progressing all the way to Trump becoming elected to after to yep. right now is like, wow, I had that's the f- only time I've ever seen it all laid out. So it's, it's clear. One of the most difficult whenever news breaks on like. So I, I recently did a segment on the Durham investigation. 
They're announced, uh, Durham announced, uh, so, so John Durham is investigating. Yep. <laughs> there may be criminal indictments. And he announced his report on basically Spygate, Obamagate, whatever will be coming out at the end of summer. And there are some rumors that the DOJ is shuff- scuffling, shuffling about because there may be some indictments coming. And, and there's an, uh, the attorney general of Texas is also setting a, another investigation separately for unmasking right? for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Looking into it again. So yeah. when I try and say, we got some big updates, the unmasking investigation is underway. Now, unmasking is the reason why this is relevant. Every word. How this pertains. And it's like 20 minutes to just explain the word. basics. Yeah. So when I when I try explaining to people like what's going on with Obamagate, they're like, "What's unmasking?" Okay, well, unmasking is the process of taking protected names from you know redacted information. What's redacted? What do you mean? And I'm like, "Oh man." (laughs) So when the FISA courts, what's a FISA court? Okay, the Foreign (laughs) Internet. It's not can't, dude. Yep. Is it is it is rough? It is so rough, man. Let's see. The Grizzly says, "Been trying to contact you guys for a while now, but I can't find your email." I'm a person who paints miniatures for fun, but some of my work's even been put in official store displays. My portfolio's on Imager for reference. Cool. Spin the UFO at gmail.com. Is that That's it? Correct. That's correct. Yes. Boom. There you go. I, I thought it was a spin the instruction. Yeah, but it wasn't. So <laughs> I'm not so, going to spin it. I'm not going to. Oh. I don't just spin it for just for anything. We are going <laughs> to be uh, setting up a new website soon, too. So we'll have like an updated email. Ooh. Yeah. Jonas says, I'm happy I found TimCast. You talk about real issues, cite your sources, speak fairly, and hold the media and political figures responsible for what they say and do. You guys and Lady Rock, thanks. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. I tip my beanie to you, sir. Yes. <laughs> Pip Chat Noir says, love your work. Here's some funds for pizza and cigars. Ooh. I am, I am, pizza, I yes. very, very much like that. Hey, you says, Tim, I agree with most of what you say, but after a while, you could be viewed just a young new age Rush Limbaugh. I'd like to see more video examples, production, and written facts. You have to show facts more than opinion to help people understand. Well, there's actually mm-hmm. scanner. Which, oh, yeah, but that's not you anymore. Right. Per so, se. so well, so I've absolutely got another company, Scanner, and they do independent field reporting. Now, here's the thing. Scanner initially started out. Check it out. We've got a really great video about Dr. Deborah So, and we interviewed her, and we do a lot of this. One of our first videos was a was a mini documentary on Brett Weinstein and the Evergreen fiasco. If you want to understand what's going on with cancel culture that's sweeping the country, look up you know uh, uh, SCNR on YouTube and Brett Weinstein, and it's a long documentary that I put together with Emily, who's now running Scanner along with other people, and there are plans very very soon. These things take a long time. That's the challenge. We've got a big infrastructure upgrade coming, and there's going to be a new channel. There's going to be a couple. There's going to be a vlog channel, yep. and there's also going to be a mini fact-based documentary channel. So if you want to get an understanding of what that's like, look up Dr. Deborah So Scanner, SCNR, or go to the Scanner YouTube channel. You can, you can look for it. That's the style of video that will start being produced. They're fact-based research videos with interviews from experts. This is all part of the plan. We're going to be hiring people to, you know, go out and do these interviews. And we're going to have 10 to 15 minute short documentaries explaining like core positions. Very, very, very fact based. And I will be hosting all of those as well. Hopefully at some point I can produce 24 hours of content in a single day because I'm completely, completely insane. You're an alien. Already doing five. Confirmed. He's an alien. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) 
Dylan uh, Basteresh says, thanks to Tim and Adam, I started skateboarding again. Ooh, nice. Started yes. playing music and singing again. Oh, And yeah. feel more confident in my yes. political views than I have ever before. Thank That's you. what Keep I'm talking about. Standing up. Now, Doing are, you, things. are you making bread? Because once we finish the show, someone's usually made some kind of weird new bread. And we're <laughs> yeah. like, what, what's the bread tonight? Well, no, it's, no, it's bread. I don't partake I'm just, in the bread that often. <laughs> no, Adam doesn't. I'm just saying, you know, that you could, you could mix it up. Yeah. Nicholas Keene says, Tim, are you going to do any on-the-ground reporting regarding these protests and riot aftermaths, or know anyone else who is? MSM is not capable of covering these, save Michael Tracy piece and local outlets I've seen on YouTube. One of the challenges is... Antifa hates him. Oh, well, I mean, look, the threats against me are well beyond just going down and seeing Antifa. I'm sure, I think Andy No has it way worse than I do. I'd, I'd probably be able to squeak by, you know with the appropriate disguise of some sort. But I, I wouldn't because I got too much work. What we're trying to do, the space we're in now was supposed to be temporary. Last year, I was trying to find a building to actually launch a full like multimedia network company. And then COVID happened and we all just got trapped basically in this house. Yeah. But now we're getting a bigger facility and it's going to have a ton of room and we're going to have a newsroom and we're going to have people dedicated to traveling, going on the ground reporting, doing interviews. Like I just mentioned, Scanner is doing... Uh, documentary stuff it's going to do they're going to do production and shows and then i'm going to be having more a more of a factoid based fact checking dare i say explaining the news oh though we're not going to be partisan it's going to be epic we're going to we're going to basically take stories and dissect them based on the different coverage from different outlets and then try and figure out where the truth actually lies based on these different narratives yeah while simultaneously calling out those who are egregiously violating journalistic ethics accountability so when Someone says that a certain activist or whatever in Austin was unarmed will highlight these lies and be like, here's the photo. Here's the video evidence. These people lied. These outlets lied. And it's going to be great. It's going to simultaneously be here's the news and here's the bad news. As in like the, the you know, Good news, bad inept news. news. The people who are bad at what they do. <laughs> Let's read some more of these here. Super Jets. Pateris Rex says common sense is not a gift. It is a curse because you have to deal with all the people who, who don't who don't have it. Who don't have it? I'm, right, right. I'm right. assuming it. Yeah, it got cut off. Who don't have it? <laughs> Cody Evans says, "Make America chess again." Ooh, okay. And skateboard. Yeah. Joe Bo says, "Read Weapons of Mass Instruction" by John Gatto, New York oh, Teacher yeah. of the Year and whistleblower. Super Interesting. Cool. You've read Ma- that? I am familiar with it. I have not read the whole thing. Master of Skitari says, "I will still." I will still say Warhammer 40k is the best sci-fi fantasy setting. Praise the Omnissiah and light the incense and let the motive force flow from you as we burn the heretics with holy flame and plasma. Hmm. All right. Sounds uh, good. A lot. Julia says, Beware, be wary of harping on logic. Evil can, can use emotion and reason alike. A la the cult of reason in revolutionary France. And reason can justify evil. Actual good is primary over logic and emotion and demands a balance of both. I completely agree. Otherwise, like, the Borg makes sense. It's right. a more cohesive structure that functions better. But, man, who would want to live that way? There's a certain, certain evil and all that stuff, you know? Definitely not. Rato says, thank you for all the work you do calling out the media and modern left. Tried talking to my GF's lefty dad about it, but he continues to believe the insanity from the media while claiming to be aware of their lies. It's, it's ridiculous, man. John Stevens says, where do I find the 1619 Project founder saying it wasn't meant to be historical? That's a giant red pill for normies. Well, the only thing I can say is first, the obvious is try Googling it. She tweeted it. She tweeted it. She did. Yeah. yeah. She, so if you, so what's her, do you know her name? Yeah. Ida, she goes by Ida Bay Wells. There you on go. On Twitter. And she, she tweeted it. 
Yeah. And then a bunch of people started quoting her saying like, but they're teaching this in schools as history. I'll find it and put yeah. it on my Twitter. How horrifying, man. Indeed it is. McKitzel, McKitzley says, have y'all checked out the Tim Dillon Show podcast with Whitney Webb? They talk about the U.S. government getting rid of money to where everything is purchased through our phones. This was back in April. They yep. must be psychics. Hmm. They've predicted it. Yeah, interesting. Let's see. Bill, uh, Blixum says, today's media and fake news reminds me of Metal Gear, Solid's, Metal Gear Solid 2 GW. An AI to filter info on the net to provide context in a sea of useless data. Hideo Kojima saw this coming in early 2000s. The dude is very smart. Yeah, and he makes good games. Let's see. Mr. Cooper says, I can confirm what Tim said about private security. I was on a private security detail for a wealthy tech dev. A member of the security detail rammed cop to draw cop away and prevent protectee getting DUI. He was well taken care of. I'm telling you, I've seen this. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because they're like, the dude's got millions of dollars to take care of me in any capacity. And you'll get a bonus. Yeah. Yup. Look at that story, dude. Rammed a cop to, to prevent the guy from getting a DUI. Man, when you got the money, your security, you could, you could do whatever. Scary. Yeah, dude. Nunzio says the far left Democrat leaders want Trump to win. They need to add more fuel to the fire for the Marxist army they're building to burn it all down. Also, go to bot. What is it? Oh, banned video to support. <laughs> I can't read that. <laughs> Tall Wall says, well done, Tim Carrion. Appreciate it. Raven Knight. I believe we already read this one, but I'll say it anyway. He says, spin it, UFO. We did read that one before. I'm going to spin it anyway. Yeah. More rost- r- rostral garbage says, check out season five after about the halfway point of episode six and most of episode seven of the show Grimm on Prime. It's nearly prophetic on Portland. I really Amazing. love that show. Is it? Is it, is it? Have you seen the episode in question? I, I've seen every single episode of Grimm. I, is that I, prophetic? I really, I really liked it. I don't exactly remember that episode, but I'll, I'll go watch it again because that show is great. It had really good characters in it. It's funny. Gareth Green <laughs> says, you realize that Bernie Sanders expressed support for the Soviet Union back in the day. He was always further left than European Social Democrats. Oh, I know. I'm just pointing there. out that the World Socialist website called him a national capitalist because he supported a cap. He was publicly supporting capitalist system yeah. and secured borders and no free trade. So they were ragging on Bernie. Let's see. I think we, we did read that one. Smash that like button, everyone. Yes. We're Gareth- almost at 20K. I want to see 20K. Come on. Smash it. Gareth Green says, the first video of yours I saw was your interview with Lacey Green in 2017. I started following you through the Kilroy debacle and first chatted you during your live stream on that topic. You were awesome. Hey, really appreciate it, man. That's, it's been a long time. James NT says, with college kids and professionals all living in bubbles, how will we ever be able to trust st- statistics again? I don't think we can, to be completely honest. That's the craziest thing. Gareth Green then goes on to say, do you guys have a mailing address? I'd like to send some books and things. Why, yes, of course we yes, do. do. If you head over to timcast.com slash donate, at the bottom is a P.O. box, but make sure if you're going to send anything, you send it to care of Timcast IRL and not Tim Pool. I say Timcast IRL. That way we know it's for the show. Otherwise, I just shred it open and then go, oh, wait, it was for Adam. Make mail the yeah. easier, please. <laughs> or or the, yeah. uh, all of us. Yeah. 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 Right. The crew. Because it's, it's my general P.O. box. Right. So just make sure you label it for whoever you want to go to. If you want it for Lydia, if you want it for Adam, if you want it for me, you put the name on it. You know. Or all three, Timcast IRL. Yeah, yep. man. JB Rocky says, since Adam is a libertarian, 20 bucks. Woo. There you go. Give me my money. Gareth Green then says, as a child of the religious right, I find it funny how you ask what happened to the left. 
the way you see them now is pretty much the way I've seen them since I was a kid. Granted, I've become more libertarian since. I've found that among many of the religious people I know, they've become more libertarian. Yep. And, and I think it's especially true. You see people like Ben Shapiro, who's Orthodox Jewish and very libertarian. I'll take it. I would, I would rather live side by side with someone's like, I'm going to do my thing and leave you alone versus the people who are like, you're going to do my thing or else. Yeah, yep. you, can, you can only be strict religious for so long before you're like, I just really want to let other people do what they want to do. Well, I just want to, really I, I want people to leave me alone and do what I want to do. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. 21,000 likes. Ooh, thanks, there we guys. go. Thank you, everybody. Vincent, Smashing that like button. Vincent Clement says, do you think Insurrection Act is still a possibility? When does Trump shut this nonsense down? I think I think it may have won. I mean, we'll see how things go tonight because they're still going to come out. I'd be willing to bet. Yeah. And the feds are going to be like, this, look, man. But now they got the support. They're there now, the state police. I don't know about yet, but I will tell you this. Ceasefires, it, it, they often fail. Yeah. Like one side's going to be like, okay, we've come to an agreement. Now all you got to do is meet these conditions. The far left will come out. They'll attack the courthouse. The feds are going to be like, we're not satisfied. Then the Democrats are going to be like, don't worry, they're going to leave. And the far left is going to say, well, they're not leaving, so we're not leaving. Yep, exactly. unless, the, unless the Democrats just take a heavy hand and come out regardless and end the riots, no one will back down. They gotta, just got to do it. Uh, Wheeler. Scary, yeah, exactly. Scary man. MH says the wall of moms and BLM are now bickering. Check out the WOM official Twitter feed, wall of moms. Huh. Oh, oh, sure sounds amusing. Let's see. John Snow says, I work construction in California. In 2019, I was hired by a company that rents out houses in NorCal. Since then, I've remodeled over 120 with the hundreds to go. The guy has Nancy Pelosi money. He's in a rush to sell them all. Ooh, yikes. He knows nothing. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Just a play on the name. <laughs> money Tire says, I wanted to send a 556, but it won't let me. Welcome to the not right knowing American side with life and liberty. Thank you for the super chat. Ken W says you should hire or befriend a manga artist cartoonist to explain some of the more difficult stuff like Obamagate. Spin that UFO. I will spin it for you. Well, with that final spin, make sure y'all smash the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We will be, we, we do the show Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. live and we put up clips throughout the day. Yep. And if you really want to help the show, share it. Share We're it. Also, we're also on all those different beautiful podcast platforms yes. where if you want to if you're going to work, maybe you want to watch, you know, listen on your phone. These are things you can do. But sharing really does help. Like I mentioned, these big tech companies are press are pressured by the mainstream media to support them. YouTube then props up CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and we compete with that. We've been doing really well on this show, but we should do better. If you think we are a better voice than CNN, then you must share the video. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You like must. That. You must. Well, to, to channel my uh, my Fight Club, if this is your first time watching Timcast IRL, you have to share the show. Yes, I like it. But to, but to be completely honest, there's a lot of people who say like, you know, there's not much I can do. How do I how do I fight back? Listen, to be completely honest, there is a bit of self interest in us being like, please let everybody know that we do this show because we literally do it for you guys and everyone else. Yep. But if you really do believe that CNN is garbage and we should get more, you know, a bigger audience than they do, and it's more important. Sharing is the way we go about doing that. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. And thank you, everybody. And again, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Parlor at TimCast. You can follow at Adam Krigler in all the same places. And of course, at Sour Patch Lids, L-Y-D-S. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. We'll yeah. see you all then. Have a good Bye, night. Guys.